have just fired up episode 17 of Talk About Board Games. On this episode, we ride into another horror card game, gang up on a list of games to start the hobby, and put our cuts on and throw down with a playthrough review of Sons of Anarchy. Welcome to our board gaming club, though some authorities might call it a gang. I'm the club president, Fred, and I'm joined by my vice president of our club. Nicole. But, Nicole, we are just getting revved up this week because we actually got some gaming business to our club table, didn't we? Yes, we did. Here it goes. We like to game with gods. We like to game with dice. So this is what we say. But when the chips were gone and the sun came up, hey, let's see what God played. Okay, guess what, Nicole? What? I totally stole one of your games. That's typical. It's, it's not typical. When have I ever done that? You usually open the games because you have to learn how to play them not first yours. anyway. Not yours. Yeah, and then I don't know how to play them, and I open it up, and I go, I don't know what I'm doing. Look, there's Terror in Meeple City <laughs> is up there right now. Did I buy that one? No. no. Or, Rampage. Ram- well, we got Rampage. the Rampage one. But it's up there right now. It's in cellophane, and I want to I play with those chunky bits so bad. Okay, well, I'll do that later tonight. That'll be my goal. <laughs> no, Plus learning the that. other two games. <coughs> I just want you to learn the other two games. <laughs> and I'll clean out the fridge. <laughs> but I'm here to talk about what game I stole from you. Oh, right, yes. Now... Forgot, because I wasn't there. I know. <laughs> Nicole picked this game up when we were in Minneapolis a couple weeks ago. A few you. weeks ago. Yeah. It's been like a month. Has it? Yeah, about... It was a super good time. Not quite. Three weeks... <laughs> Four weeks, three, four weeks. But you picked this up from the, uh, was it the Source? Yeah. Yeah, from source the Source comic comics. book short. Sherp. Sherp. And this is a game, I, I mean, I'm going to say I'm glad I stole this from you because it was fun. <laughs> well, good. Yay. And uh, steal it. Of course, steal from her means I just basically, I opened the box. And Normally, if you buy the game in this punched house, out my parts. You're, you, you're given the honor of punching out the parts and organizing the box. And I know that. That sounds like work, but I think that most people no. who are used to this hobby love that part. That's a fun part. The but more the, parts and pieces, the better. Except yeah. except for Terra Mystica. That one was a little daunting because I'm just like, oh my gosh. That was too much. It was a lot. There's a line in there the was, sand. There was a line in the sand and that <laughs> crossed it. And I was like, Fred, help. <laughs> but this is Biblios. Yeah. So much smaller box. I could have gotten away with this one. Yeah. And what fun did you steal? Now, Biblios is... is it, there's not much to this game in the box. Oh, good, it's a okay. stack of cards and a few dice and one little tiny board. So nothing to punch out, really? No. Oh, good. There okay. were zero parts well, feel to free. punch out. Feel free. <laughs> All I did was open the cellophane on the box and the cards. Okay. Now, this game is very similar to, to For Sale in that you sort of have two phases that use the same cards, and one starts with a purchasing phase and then one en- ends with an auction phase. Okay. And you still like uh, you still collect like a whole stack of cards in the first phase, and then try to make the most out of those cards in the second phase. But in the second phase, unlike the other one, the former, you can actually get more cards to create your you know a more powerful deck. Okay. <clears throat> this game is color set matching, so you're trying to create the largest score based on these numbers that are on these different colored cards. Different colored cards re- represent different commodities. And the price of each commodity is tracked by this board in the middle of the table. 
because you have these little dice that you put across this board, and they're all three at the start of the game, and you're going to have these other cards that you can play during the course of the game that raise or lower those values. So if you're collecting all of the brown color, for instance, you can keep boosting the brown card, the brown value up, so that at the end of the game you score whatever victory points you have the majority in. Okay. Get it? Do the other players know that you're collecting the brown ones? They kind of start to figure that out the second you say, I'm going to raise brown's value from three to four. Oh, <laughs> and they're right. like, Then they're like, oh, I was collecting brown, but I haven't got that many so far, so I better stop. Or they're like, that guy's collecting brown? Well, he's never getting another brown card now. Hmm. I know you wanted me to say brown cow, didn't you? Brown cow? I don't know. <laughs> Brown, oh, no. Brown cow. I don't even. No. You're weird. I don't know. But anyways, you uh, start the game off and you do this really kind of unique <laughs> draft. This draft, you, you have like, a, you're going to draft four cards or like in my case, I was drafting four cards because you draft one plus the number of players and we were playing a three player game. Right. This game plays up to four, as few as two, but I don't know if two is going to be ideal for this game. Well, we will try it and let you know for next time. <clears throat> no. The, uh, hey. <laughs> So, you don't get to play games. I don't no. get to play games. <laughs> Whatever. You play games all the time. Whatever. So you, you draw the top card off of this deck, and there's yes. 80, 87 cards in the game, and in our case, because we were playing three players, we had to remove 12 cards so the mathematics would add up. Right. So we played but a game. But they tell with, you in the book, right? Yeah, they tell you. They have a little That's setup a thing, thing that tells you to remove some cards, and they're randomly removed, so you can't count on certain values of certain cards to be in the game. That right. sort of makes a more chaotic situation. Kind of like a... Uh, no, thanks. It, it basically removes the card ca- card counters from the game. Oh. You know? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so the first thing you do is you're going to draw one card at a time equal to the number of players plus one. Okay. And each time you pick up that card, you can do one of three things with it. You can either place it face down in front of yourself, which is adding it to your st- your deck. You can place it face down in the middle, which basically adds it to the auction that's going to happen in the second half of the game. Or you place it face up in a market, and the people around the table, starting at your left, are going to draw whichever card they want in order until someone's stuck with the last card. And they'll they'll put that in their deck. Now, if it's one of those market up or down cards, they have to do it right now, whenever they draft it. The other color cards, you just get to see, oh, you took another blue card, huh? Hmm. So you are kind of building like a case against everybody else about what they're getting and what you're getting and kind of, you know, having a little bit of secret, but not total secret. About what's going on. So it's like a pseudo-deduction, semi-drafting kind of, uh, <laughs> what's the other word I was looking for? I lost it. Ten-ton heavy thing. Uh, set collecting. <laughs> I don't know. Ten-ton heavy. What? <laughs> I don't what know. What are you talking about? There's like a quote from a, oh, never mind. The, uh, <laughs> what is this quote you talk about, sir? Matter. It kind of hit me like a ten-ton heavy thing. What, is it like The Simpsons or something? I think I mean, it's on a Queensryche album. Queensryche? Oh, my goodness. Remember okay. when I thought you were going to say Metallica and you said Queensryche? And, no, and I won a dollar because I was right. Woo, go Queensryche. Biblios. So. Biblios, yes. Oh, back to the game, yes. So after you go through the whole deck, you draft uh-huh. the ent- entire deck away like that. Now what's left is a stack of cards in the middle, which is approximately 30% of the deck that you're going to auction. And you start with the player who started, I think, the whole game, and he flips it face up, and the next person gets to put the first bid in. And then you go around the table like that, bidding for these things. Now, you've collected cards that have gold values in your hand, as well as some colored cards. 
okay? And the gold can be spent to buy other cards that are on the table. If a gold card comes up, you have to spend cards, like ante, a number of cards out of your hand to buy gold out of the auction deck. And so you're kind of you're you're kind of trying to manage how much gold you have in and out of your hand during it, and you're trying to get rid of the dud cards you have that you're not going to take it, and you're seeing if if one of those other cards it raises or lowers the the value comes up. Of course, whoever you know wins that bid has to immediately raise or lower the value of it, and you go around the whole the whole table like that until that third of a deck is gone, and then you basically flip your cards over, have a stack of colored cards of each suit, and tell uh you know add up your numbers, and whoever has the majority wins the victory points represented on the die at the end of the game. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's it's really cool. I mean, it, it felt yeah. super balanced at, at the end of it. I didn't feel like I ever got ripped off, really. Yeah. That's that's a big okay, thing. Okay, so just make sure, make, making sure I, I got it in my head. Okay, so when you have your auction pile, at the point that you get to the auction stage, yeah. you have a set of cards that you've already kept for yourself. Yes. Plus the cards that you've drafted from the other players that Correct. they actually know what were. The ones you yes. kept were, were secrets. So you got your secret cards. You got the ones that people could know what you have if mm-hmm. they paid enough attention. Yep. Then you have your auction cards, which everybody is definitely going to know what you have. But uh-huh. they probably have forgotten what the secret cards were because time passes and people forget. Yeah. Oh. But then what you originally had could have yeah. blow their whole, th- whole theory. And these, this, this auction is so cutthroat. It's unbelievable. Like I was watching in the, in the last game we played between with myself, Travis, and RC. There was like <laughs> they were spending so much money just to get one color of card, you know. Yeah. And and RC had gone like all in for one color, and he it was just cool because he still didn't actually win that because of secret cards that Travis had that he didn't know. Right. But he had banked all of his his money, you know, in this one card, which didn't work out for him either game. He both games he got zero points. But does the gold count for <laughs> anything in the end or No, the gold is completely a wash. Saving oh. gold's a waste of your time. Okay. Except that you want enough so you can get the cards that you want right. later on. Right. Gotcha. So so as you keep as you get deeper into that auction deck, people who have been like kind of thrifty will start spending just insane amounts of cards to try to, you know, try to get rid of all their gold, because gold in your hand feels like wasted opportunity. Right. I don't know. Super cool game. So you guys kind of all end up with different number of cards in the end, too, then, potentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, that sounds really fun. Because, because if you want to buy gold off the table, you throw two or three cards out of your hand. Yeah. You know? Oh. Okay, seriously, we need to play this. This game's great. <laughs> we can play four-player. We'll play, we'll play it tomorrow. Will we? Won't we? I, I mean, honestly, we can take one of those two games off the table. Well, we've got we've got a lot to play tomorrow. So what else do we play, Nicole? <laughs> That's Biblios. That I, I recommend Biblios. it. I really do. Yeah, I want to play it. It's it's really fun. It sounds and it's not insanely difficult. It I think sounds it was like, like something two pages I should of, buy. Oh wait, I did. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> Your money tastes so good in my brain. But the, <laughs> what else do we play, Nicole? Uh, we played Hive. You and I did. Yeah, just like one little quick quick game. This is like this this two player game that's very like. Move it's a, centric, so it's, it's a like, modern classic. It's it's very checkery, chessy kind of feeling. I guess more chess than checker, because there's a lot of different movements. There, there's several pieces, and know, they the, all have different movements. The Beatles make me think of checkers because it's like king me kind of stuff going. Anyhow, yeah, you explain permanent. it. I know, but that's not the point. Well, it, Hive is like I got the the pocket edition of this because it came with two expansions, and I really didn't see. I mean, the tiles are, are good enough quality and big enough that I don't see a problem with them. Yeah, but the. Uh, this is a game that has like a whole bunch of little hexagonal tiles that have little insects on them. And you have each person has a set of 13 if you use the two expansions, but in our case, 11. 
because we they, they recommended you not play with the expansions. Right. Um, and you have a few different types. You have uh, spiders, beetles, ants, your queen. Now, are spiders considered insects, or are they considered well, something Well, they're arachnids. Else? Yeah, so maybe you should just say bugs. Bugs qualify <laughs> in any household. Anyway. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, and uh, did I say grasshoppers? I don't mm. even know. You ruined it. I ruined it. <laughs> the honey bee. <clears throat> I said the queen bee. Oh. But all of these things I have different movements. I not attention to you. I was thinking of my own jokes. No, go ahead. <laughs> there's, there's, there's very specific movement rules to all of these pieces, though. And you start, there's, one of the main rules is that you start with is that you cannot place your piece touching another colored piece. And there's black tiles and white tiles is how they do this. Right. And so the, but you break that rule to start the game because you have to have two pieces on the table. So you each choose a piece. You put it in, this, in the table touching each other. And then you have to build your hive off of that. And now the whole point of this game is just to surround the other person's queen, which is the little bee. Right. And the, the queen has what is probably the most restrictive movement of the whole game. She, she can only move one space around a hex at a time per turn. Right. Um, the beetle. But the, the, the thing is, you build this like pile of like bugs on the table and you're trying to surround the other person. But what's really cool is how these things move. Like a grasshopper will jump straight down an entire line of tiles and add at the next adjacent, you know, the next uh, empty spot. Beetles can crawl over the top of all the tiles on the table but can't be placed on top. Uh, the ant can move the entire distance around the, the table. Outside of the it. The outside of it. it. can't climb over anything. Right. The spider has to move three spaces every and time. only three spaces. Yeah. But no less and cannot backtrack. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, really, it, it's really cool. It's, it's really cool because I really felt like each... Each of the bugs was doing exactly what a bug would do. Mm-hmm. The, it felt really natural to keep track yeah. of, of what they can do. Now, the one thing that they have about this, the thing is it's hexagonal. So there is this trapping kind of rule where if a piece cannot slide out of a gap, like physically slide with your finger on it on the table without moving other pieces, you're stuck, which is really obvious when it's hexagonal. Because it, it, there is a point where if there's only one side open and you're trying to fit through a one-sided gap, you can't do it. But you can fit through a two-sided gap with a hexa, like a hexagon. Right. So it's it's kind of cool how that works. Yeah, for you. Well, I trapped your queen really early. Like and, really and, early. I know, but I was also giving you lots of leeway on mine the whole time. You just didn't capitalize. Well, I was trying to... <laughs> I was trying to get more of my pieces on, and I should have been moving them. Here's the thing, though. This is a fairly strategic game. Yeah. I mean, it does kind of fill that chessy kind of thinky role, but what, what really intrigues me about this, really gets me stoked about this, is it's really fast. It is fast. And it's compact. Yeah. Well, the pocket one, certainly. So when they I say pocket, the they mean pocket. Yeah. I can I could play this with another player in probably an 8 by 8 square. Yeah. Which is a really small footprint, and I yeah. and the t- the the tiles are small enough. I could probably keep them all in my hand if I needed to, to resort, like to uh, save table space. In I don't that think regard. I could. There's quite a few. I have little hands. Do you just Look. both hands? Well, yeah, but then what am I supposed to? How am I supposed to put them on the on the board with my nose? Just kind of drop it and push it Pick across. Pick it up in your mouth. Ow! That's what Pep would do. The, uh... <laughs> and yes, he just called me a dog. But the. Uh... So yeah, I mean, I think I, I I can recommend Hive too. As far as like, if you if you don't mind an abstract game, and I mean, obviously the the bug icons, they do kind of like you know kind of activate. Like it seemed like it was really complex when I was reading the rules, like because I was like, oh wow, I'm gonna have to teach all these movements. But I taught you while we were eating sandwiches, and we're playing <laughs> it at the end of it. Yeah, you know, 
Yeah, so it, it was I, like I said, the the movements seemed really natural to the bug. So yeah. <clears throat> pretty solid little two player game. The only Good. thing I would say about it though is that uh, if you are not intending to take it places, I might consider getting the larger one just because I mean I haven't played with the larger one. But the way that these uh, pieces are, I mean, the, the hexes, that shape is very important to the game. And these were kind of curved at the corners. They were rounded. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I said. Yeah. Curved, rounded, whatever. Yeah. So when you'd accidentally, you know, bump another piece when you're placing one in, in its place, it kind of made it a little harder to visualize because they, it'd kind of get off kilter a little bit. And that, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know. Um, it's kind of the price you pay for the convenience of having something you can't take with you. But if you're not taking it with you, it might be worth it to have yeah. the bigger pieces. Well, I think, uh, honestly, I just I think this game was really smartly designed. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's very solid. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I think I Amazoned it for $18, and I think it was easily worth that. The components are really, really nice. These tiles are not cardboard tiles we're talking about. Yeah. They're like a, a, a really thick chunk of plastic. Like a domino. Felt more like dominoes. It was even thicker than a domino. Like good dominoes. Yeah. Really, really high quality plastic. Like the dollar fifty dominoes, you get. and all the bug the bug symbols were you know printed inside. You know they were kind of yeah. pressed in. It was cool. Yeah, it was nice. Good one. Now you I got... liked it better than uh, the Duke, which is the other kind of You're big popular chessy kind of game. You know, it, it's because I don't agree with that, but that's oh, I, I liked it better because it was just a little simpler. You know, it was every yeah. bit as strategic, but just a little simpler to keep everything in your brain of. Yeah. What's going to move where and how? Well, so, Nicole says like better that. than the Duke. I say the Duke is just slightly better than this, <laughs> but <laughs> both both definitely in the same vein of chess checker variant. Yeah. So, what else did you play? You played one more, didn't you? I played actually two more. <laughs> I know. Well, one of them was Whoa. just a continuation because I don't think I got to talk about this. Yeah. We pay, played the second side of the uh, <coughs> excuse you, the Catan uh, dice game that I bought at Target. The clearance one? Yeah, you talked about the side one? Yeah, you did. Did we talk about the side two? No, you said you hadn't tried side two yet and that it may be better. We did. We did try the side two, and it is a little bit better, I think. Really? What was better? Well, it's it's a little more, uh, it feels a lot more like the actual game. Um, like in side one, I think I, it was kind of hard for me to describe because I'm not that good. You're really good at it. But anyhow, when you, to get your points, it's, it depends on what you're building that you're going to get like one point for a road and three points for a city. But if you can make it to the next city, then you get five points and, and like that. Um, this wasn't like that. This was however many things that you could get, uh, in one turn. Oh, good gods. And it's been a couple weeks since I played it at this point. I should not have even brought it up. Anyhow. Side two is worth getting the game. If you listen to my side one <laughs> review, listen to just just get it, just get it, just get it, just get it. I don't. I can't even explain it. I'd have to get the thing out of the, my purse. You can't explain it, but side oh, two I can't, I can't was very Catan esque. It was more Catan esque, yes. Okay. And I can't remember the details of it. There were ruled changes though. Yes. Significant ones. Can we edit this out? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What Anyhow, else did you play? I played Kittens in a Blender. Oh, my goodness. Now That, that I remember how to play. Kittens in a Blender <laughs> comes from a line of games that was that was launched with a game called Poo. It was part of that? Yes. Oh. That was the first game that came out in that line, which was just this gorillas throwing poop at each other game. <laughs> you're, you're so not... Not I didn't realize that. it was a same. Well, no, I thought that was a fun game, too. Yeah, I think I have a third game in that. I can't remember what it is. Was it the Unexploded Cow? There was one where you split the deck in half, and like half was 
Ugh. No, it wasn't an exploded cow. It was something else. That was something you got at about the same time, though. Yeah. But this one's the Kittens in the Blender was was our favorite game in this line. Right. I didn't realize it was the same line. It is. It's the same <laughs> line of card games. Well, okay. Ultimately, the reason I picked this game was because I didn't want to play the Catan game again with Angela because we'd played it twice. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously the rules were not that impactful on my brain, but it was fun. It was fun with 10 bucks. Um, And Angela has cats. Yeah. She has, like, two cats that she absolutely adores, like, beyond loving cats. Like, kind of like how we love Pep. (laughs) Yeah. I knew it was going to be hard for her to blend kittens. And that's why I picked this game. Uh, this game has a whole, like, it has four different colors. Isn't it just a four-player game? Yeah, maximum it has, of four. It has four different colors of kittens, and each one of them is this cutesy Adorable. Cat. With a, with a, with a, it even has, like, a little name every it's time. it's so cute. One of them, one of my cats was uh, named Ham Sandwich. Wasn't there, like, DJ <laughs> Scratch, and it was, like, a little cat with a headphone on? And I don't know. We only played two of the colors. We played the yellow and the pink. <laughs> I mean, there's all these ridiculous things, so when you blend them, you can, like, I always try to appeal to the cuteness. Why would you blend Mr. Squiggles? I didn't even have to, because she wouldn't do it. She just kept playing the whole game. Okay, so basically, you each get, um, you mix, you take two of the colors, yeah. because there was only two players, and yes. put them in the deck with all the blend cards, and the pasture cards, and the uh, mm-hmm. uh, move your kittens cards, and put them all in one deck, and, and shuffle them up, and then you deal them out. Uh, I think it was like three or four or five cards to each. Okay. Um, But anyhow, so when you play a card, you can either play it to, if it's a kitten, you play it to the the counter. Yeah. Or you play it to the box, which is actually the bottom of the box that it comes in. Uh Or you play it to the blender, which is actually the top of the box that it comes in. Yeah, so you open this box, you take the cards out, you take the two box, the box top and box bottom, flip them face up in the Mm -hmm. middle of the table. And you have three spots you can place cards. Right. And the kittens each have to go in one of those three spots. Yeah, either the blender, their little box, or, or, the, or counter. the counter. Right. And then you can play two cards. So you play the first card, and if it's a kitten, that's what it is. If you play another card, like move a kitten, then you can take the kitten that's on the counter and move it to the box. Or you can take a kitten that's in the blender, move it once to the counter, and then once to the box if you've got two moves. Um, it so doesn't there matter. is an order to those? To the counter, box, Blender, I thought. No, it was if you're doing if you're doing move a kitten, yeah. you can choose whichever you want to do. So I can go blender to counter or blender to box. And that's one. No, move. you can't do blender to box. You have to go blender to counter, counter to box. Okay, because the counter is in the middle. The counter is in the middle, so right. the order is important. Yes, but it's not like deemed. You have to go from the blender to the counter. You could go from the counter to the blender. Yes. Okay. I don't know what you're asking me then. I'm just making sure that, that everyone knows that that the counter is in between the blender and the box. And in Correct. order to move from the blender to the box, you have to move blender, to counter, the counter box. To the box. That's box, two movements. counter, blender. Yep. Correct. And like some of them would just be one, move a kitten one move or move a kitten three moves. Mm-hmm. You can move one, just one kitten three times or yeah. you can move three kittens one time. two. So you're moving cats kittens. around. Now what's yeah. the point of the moving the cats around? If you make them, get them to the box. Uh-huh. Then when you hit the blend card, those kittens are saved. They go underneath the box, yes. and you get, if they're your color kitten, you get two points. So those those are banked points those for you. Those are banked points. If you can hit a blend card while they're in the box. Right. At the same time, whatever kittens are in the blender, when yes. you hit that blend card, yeah. those kittens are blended. 
into yes. a nice kitty smoothie, and yeah. they go underneath the blender. So they're, they're lost out of the forever. Game. And if they're your color, it is negative one point. Wow. So it actually counts against you. It's not just a zero. It's a minus one. It is a minus, but it's only a minus one as opposed to when you save the kittens, it's a plus two. Yeah. So if you have kittens in both places and Mm -hmm. you blend, it can still come out in your favor. Yeah. Thus, you sometimes have to blend the kittens. Yes. Well, knowing Angela, I knew she was never going to blend a kitten. It would have to be the last so card. I'm taking it that Angela in, lost this game big in time. her hand before she would blend a kitten. She lost this game big time, didn't yes. she? Yes. Now, on your turn, don't you get to play two cards? Is that what you it play is? two cards? Yes. Yeah. So it could be a kitten to either the box counter or blender, or it could be a, a move. move card or a blend card. Um, there's also a couple other cards. There was a, a blend a, stop. I know there's, there's a that blend one. stop. So like if somebody tries to blend and you have a blend pulse, it's called, it's a blend, blend pulse card, which could be a blend or a blend stopping card. Yes. Now there's some that are just blend and that's all you can do with them is just blend. Yeah. But if you have one of those pulse cards, then you can stop this whole procedure and mm-hmm. they can't blend anything. They don't get to save their yeah. kittens in the box, but they don't get to blend anything either. Um, and then there's eight of each of those cards in play of the yeah. blend cards. And the blend pulse. Once all eight of each of those have been played, the game's over. Yeah. So if not all eight of those get out, you play until the whole deck runs out. If your very last card is a blend or blend pulse, yeah. then you go through the entire deck, and then you're kind of stuck <laughs> at the end with having to blend at one point, which is what happened <laughs> with Angela. She finally had to blend a kitten. Oh. <laughs> but then she also got enough kitten save that she realized, oh... It's in my favor to actually blend once in a while. Sometimes so. you got to sacrifice a kitten to save three. Exactly. Wow. So it was pretty fun. So I, I don't. I think if we play it again, there's a much better chance that she's going to beat me because she won't be afraid of blending the poor little kitties. Yeah. And I did want to point out, I, I told her right off the bat, when you flip over the box and you read the back of it, it does say that a, a portion of the proceeds go to a no-kill kitten shelter. So she was much happier with that. But it's still pretty funny. Just looking at the the look on people's faces when you tell them that you're playing kittens in a blender, they're just like, what? Now, this obviously, this this idea is shocking. Like, the whole point of it is we're going to sell a game because we put kittens in a blender on the front. We have this cute cat looking at a blender like, why would you do that? Oh, it's so adorable. But here's what's fun about this game to me. First of all, it's very accessible, and I've played it with non-gamers, and they understand it almost immediately. Yeah. It does take up a nice amount of time. It takes up probably a solid 15 minutes of time. I think it took us about 35 minutes to yeah. learn and play. Yeah. So, and, I mean, it does, and it, and it and doesn't feel... And that includes feel, trying to coax her into blending. Mm-hmm, and it doesn't feel really hard to get into or anything like that. And you play a good game, and people seem to enjoy it. And the most fun thing about this is, especially when you get a bunch of grown men together, like I've done before in the past, <laughs> and make them play a kitten's game. Uh-huh. Because because they will they will start, like, going, you're not going to blend this guy, are you, Mr. Mr. Fluffles? Are you? <laughs> and there'll be, like, a picture of Mr. Fluffles doing the uh, Antonio Banderas cat puss in boots eyes, you know, on it, <laughs> like, begging for Please, mercy. No, no, don't blend me. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, I think it's a super competent game, especially, yeah. you know, considering that its origins, you know, are in this game company that created Pooh, which is a terrible game. Don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> Kittens in a Blender, on the other hand, is really good. It was fun. I liked it. I, th- I thought it was a totally solid game. It's only, like, $10. Is, yeah. Absolutely worth it. It was an expensive game. Yeah, so. absolutely We've worth it. We've had it for quite a while, so. And played it many times. Many, and, we had, many and it's times. one that people who have played it with us will ask to play. Yeah. So it's a solid game. Kittens in a Blender, those are the games we got played this week, right? Yes. Now, it's really nice to get some gaming in, but Chuck actually wrote us. And you know what Chuck said? 
He said, I'm new to gaming, and my kids are too. I love what you're doing with the podcast. Maybe you can do a show for people who are new to gaming and intimidated by hard games. So far, we've played Love Letter and One Night Ultimate Werewolf, and that is our skill level right now. And you know what, Nicole? What? That got me interested. Whew. Wow. Would you look at that? Magnificent. Here are some peaked interests. All right, now, as a hobby gamer, you and I, we have the opportunity to sort of gently guide newcomers into the love of deeper games, don't we? This yeah, process, including ourselves. This process is not <laughs> unlike catching a fish that's way beyond the test strength of your line. They've taken the bait, and you just need to show a little finesse and land them in the boat, right, Nicole? What? <laughs> we want to present our finesse games, and to clarify this, this is... The list of games that's sort of the next step for people who have already dabbled into the board games but are not quite committed to it yet. You and your fishing weird <laughs> weirdness. You've never gone fly fishing, have you? I've never. You know, I've never gone I fly know. fishing. Fly fishing, everybody. You have a, like a half pound test line, and you're catching like a two pound fish, and you have to wear him out. Why don't you just get a better <laughs> test line? Because he won't bite it. Then he can see it. Their vision's that good in the middle yes. of a river. Yes. Well, what's what, what's wrong with the fish? Everybody in the knows lake? that trout is the deadliest fish. <laughs> no, no, seriously, what's up with the fish in the lake? Then how come they'll bite anything? They're, they're just a little more aggressive. Weird, right? No, I don't. I, so I don't this know. is this is games for people who have like let's say that you have a friend who has bo- played with you, played Ticket to Ride. Let's just say with you, mm-hmm. bought Ticket to Ride, mm-hmm. and they're coming back over again. Like, hey, what else you got? We bought Ticket to Ride. We really liked that. Well, I'd probably give them a couple more gateway games first. Would you? Well, there's a lot of them out there that well, are really good. Maybe maybe when we're talking about what our sequel would be, we'll, we'll kind of expose what other beginning games there are. Okay. Well, there's, there's a, I got a list. <laughs> Do you a have few a list? Of them. Just of a few of them. Some of them that we, yeah. you know, they become those gateway Do you have games five for of us. Them? No, I'm just saying I have some examples. Of the, those first games that people might have been into, just to get them in, in the first place. Okay, go through your list. I don't have this list. Ticket to Ride, Settlers yeah. of Catan, Carcassonne, King of Tokyo, Pandemic, Flashpoint, Fire Rescue. Those are some of the real basic games that, you know, get people into the hobby. Pandemic these are foundational was the one for games. us. All these are like foundational games that give you a core concept that gets expanded on greatly when you go beyond that level. Yes. They're the games that are really easily found in like Target, Walmart. <laughs> Yeah. That kind of stuff, too. Yeah, so they're, they're sort of the thing that, that's elementary, you know. You gotta, people may stumble upon them on their own. Mm-hmm. So that's, I just want to get those. Well, good. So what's, we're going to do our top five. Okay. You I know, know that, right? I got it. I got it. I'm sure you do. I got it. I got so, this. <laughs> what's your number five? Uh, let me find that page. I don't got this. Do, um, ha! I got this. My, my number, number five. five. Oh. No, no, no. My turn. <laughs> my number five. Of that next level, not hard game, Jamaica. I like Jamaica. It's like yeah. a kind of a little racing game, not super complex, just just enough of a board, though, to make people look at it and go, whoa, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. So they might take a step back from it, but once you get them. Jamaica's a pirate racing game. The theme is you, you're in a pirate race with mm-hmm. your ships, and you're going to race around the island, and the first person to the finish line is the winner. Right. And, and there's uh, things that'll make you go backwards, and well, you're also collecting uh, treasure, treasure during and, the course of it, and trying. And you're to, fighting each other too. Yeah, you can shoot each other's ship. Mm-hmm. 
It's it's a pretty good game. It's a fun racing game. Yeah, and it's one that I think kind of looks a little daunting when you just open the box because there's a lot of little components, mm-hmm. but it's it turns last out to be pretty easy this, to teach people. Last time I played this, I was surprised at how at the length of the game. Like we ended, a lot of people we played play. like a full complement, and it it took a little longer than I remembered, but because I think we played for about ninety minutes, and I thought for I some think we reason, were kind of goofing off minutes. a little bit too. Though I never do. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number five would be the sequel to Dominion. Dominion is the, I, I think, the definitive foundation for what's called a deck building game. Uh-huh. Okay, where everybody starts with the same deck of cards, and then you draw, you you know, use those cards to purchase new cards and work towards like some sort of goal, which might be buying up this stack of cards or whatever. Okay. <clears throat> so I say Thunderstone. You not Dominion. Thunderstone is my sequel to Dominion. Oh. So if they've played Dominion as their gateway game, yes. Thunderstone will be your next level? Yes. Do you think they have to play Thunderstone to get, or I mean, have to have played Dominion to get into Thunderstone? I think it'll help. Okay? <laughs> okay. Because Thunderstone actually, it, 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 it really introduces quite a few more things. You know, and quite, like, for one thing, that introduces theme, which is yeah. <laughs> completely void Instead of, in here's Dominion. a town, here's some gold. We swear it's a town, and these are villagers and places you can visit. I never saw one single villager. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm, I'm telling you, all that game amounts to is I can buy how many cards, and I have, have much money to spend, mm-hmm. and that's all you care about. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like, I don't know. So Thunderstone, Thunderstone. number five for you. Yeah, and I, you know, I would actually, I'm all, almost, like, if you're ambitious... I would almost recommend just getting it instead of Dominion. <laughs> Dominion, I, I mean, there's people who have like 12 expansions. No. I bought one game of that, and I bought Thunderstone at the same time. I played both within like a month of each other mm-hmm. and was like, why'd I buy Dominion? Yeah. This game is so much more fun to me. Yeah. <laughs> but that's my that's my number five is Thunderstone. All right, number four. Um <coughs> Okay, you're going to think this is cheating, but always it's do. not. I always do. My number four is kind of a tie between two games. You and pick, there's, I'm just telling you, you no, picked no. up the die too fast for me to see what you rolled, so. What? That's cheating. What are you talking <laughs> Nothing. about? Nothing, go ahead. You're weird. <laughs> no, um, number four would be Battle Lore or Memoir 44. Yeah. And the reason that I chose both of them on the same level is because the the essential game, I mean, yes, there are differences between the two, yeah. but they're very, very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but the theme itself, I think, could sway newcomers one way or the other. I mean, if they're not really into that whole fantasy thing, yeah. then, you know, the Memoir 44 might be more up their alley. <laughs> if they're not really into the whole wargaming thing, then maybe some, you know, dragons and yeah. and fantasy kind of stuff is uh, more appropriate. And that's a so. next level. I think so. I, okay. I think it, it, it's another one. It looks really daunting, <clears throat> but once you once you get through, you know, if you watched one video or, you know, played it one time with somebody who knows how already, it's going to be easy. If, you, if you're if you good at, like, you could get through it, no problem. For me, it might take me a little bit longer. What? But, I mean, you just <laughs> only had to teach me, like, the one time. Yeah. And now, um, but Battle Lore's got a little more complexity, I think, than I'll just wait till memoir. we play 2.0. I yeah. like I like Battle Lore and Memoir enough that I've bought two base sets of Memoir so I can play bigger games of it. I have three different front expansions. Like I have Eastern, Western, Pacific Theater. Mm-hmm. I have uh, the ex- I have the equipment pack for it. I, I have the Breakthrough expansion for it. I have the Overlord expansion for it. I mean, I am a glut for that game. Yes, and it is not hard. It looks like it's going to be hard, but that would definitely be an absolute yeah. gateway game into other miniature game miniature games, you know. 
don't and, know about miniature games so much. It's kind of based in that that whole I know, genre. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe in your face. But I really like it. I really like both <laughs> of those, and I think I think the theme would be the big difference on those of which one I'd recommend. Now, Next. one thing is, is that out of the box, that's only a two player game. That's fine. I'm just telling you. Telling oh. the listeners. That's only a two-player game, so <laughs> that's it, it's still it's still really good, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number four was for people who had maybe got into Carcassonne, maybe played that and, and got into that sort of strategic tile laying and needed to take that to the next level. Because Carcassonne, you build, like, this big countryside together, and you're trying to control certain areas with your, with your meeples. And I think Carcassonne's where the meeple came from, if you can believe it. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Carcassonne is a classic. Yes. Tons of expansions. Uh, I can't say that I recommend any one of them. We have one of the big boxes. That if you want to get like a lot of it all together, they have a big box version of it. We have it. We played it five times with five different expansions. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, th- I think the game's still the game no matter what you play it with. So it doesn't ever really seem to ruin it. But as a sequel to Carcassonne, Suburbia. I think Suburbia takes a new level of strategy and creates... I mean, you're still building your city, and you're not necessarily sharing your city so much. I mm-hmm. mean, you do a little bit, but not not nearly to the extent you do in Carcassonne. And it really does take that whole tile-laying concept to a whole different level of strategy. Now, this might be even beyond next step, but I think it... I, think it, I don't think so. Either this one, or there's another one called uh, Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Whoa, wait a minute, Ludwig. sir. Both you're of those. You're cheating. Two games? <laughs> I'm going to have to put you in a hush timeout. The, uh, <clears throat> but Suburbia is a, a good sequel to Carcassonne if you want to go to that next level. Okay. That's my number four. All right. Number three. Um, my number three, we actually featured on our show once. I doubt it. And we did. We did? I remember it. Really? Yes. I don't. We talked about our vacation. <laughs> <laughs> we got scolded for it. No, I'm just kidding. We didn't get scolded. Um, it was Scoville. Scoville. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't think it's hard at all. It's 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 really easy to learn. I mean, again, lots of components, lots of pieces, but not a hard concept to to yeah. get with as long as you you know are comfortable reading a chart. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it's a nice, clean little game, and it it's it's got lots of pretty colors in it. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't eat the peppers because <clears throat> now there's an expansion coming out for that. Too, I know, I know. Where you get your like, own little private lab to create your new peppers in, uh huh. So which, that Matt and Brianna can't steal them from you. Because yeah, well, they didn't steal anything. <laughs> they just also didn't produce anything. Didn't be- they win that game? I don't. No, well, not on our playthrough because that was just you and I, I playing know, but there. I'm then when we, we played, played it later. Them, I don't know. I don't know. They they usually do pretty well. Well, here's my next one. Here's my number three. Okay. Now let's say you've played Settlers of Catan, and you want to go to another kind of game like that that seems like a next step and my recommendation is seven wonders see now i don't know seven wonders you're building your civilization Uh through history and not just a town and and little roads but you're still doing commodities and commodity buying which is what you do in settlers of Catan. and this is a nice elegant game and it's it's considerably shorter but i think there's more strategic depth than there is in settlers Mm mm-hmm and I think, it, I think it plays great right out of the box. I haven't tried any of the expansions because the first one, a lot of people were kind of like, nah, probably don't need it. I thought we had some sort of expansion. <clears throat> no. no I, well, I have one extra board that was a promo board. Oh, okay. But that doesn't matter. The, uh, I think, was it Catan Island? Was that? I don't even know. It had rainbows on it or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, okay. They have a Catan Island one, I think. Oh, no. There. I don't know that. As one of the wonders of the world. 
Anyways. That's funny. Yeah. But I'm just saying, this is like a nice, it's an, it's kind of plays on the same theme, kind of same topics of, of, you know, civilization building, buying with commodities and you score points at the end of the game. You know, there's not a total that you're trying to get to like, like there is in settlers, Mm -hmm. but you're still kind of having that same kind of building, you know, building up your civilization concept. I think it's still a little bit on the, the harder end of it though. Really? Yeah. I don't know what it is about it, but, um. It's just so we played so a six-player game of. of this, and and James won. He did. I know. Soundly, I know. He got it just fine. I know, but it's still there's a whole lot. There's a whole lot to keep track of. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's the next step. Okay, I think it's a it's a <laughs> end of the road of the next step before you go off. All right. The well, that's why we're here is because you don't agree with me. You're number two. <laughs> well, and oh, also something what? you should say about that game. What? Do not try and play it with two players. It's, it's terrible. Awful. It's not a two-player game. It is it's not a three-player player game, minimum. and they put two-player on the box, but and don't someone do should it. slap them in the face with the box. Yes. <laughs> You're number not two. Not hard. <laughs> uh, my number two. Well, you're going to be like, you thought I didn't, you, that I didn't agree with you? My number two was Suburbia. See, I knew, mm-hmm. I knew that was coming up, mm-hmm. and I cut you at the pass. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that one was really good. And, yeah. and again, it looks like there's going to be a lot to it. But once you get the initial mm-hmm. feel of it, um, just it's reading a lot of tokens so that you can tell what's going on all mm-hmm. the time. But, yeah, I love that game. I want to play it again. Yeah. But we put it on our 5 for 5, so I don't I don't think I'm going to get to play it for, like, another Heck two no, years. no, you won't. Thanks. You're Fred. welcome. You're maybe, welcome. Maybe for my birthday. <laughs> no. Next year. <laughs> my number two... <laughs> Plays right into the wheelhouse of, of that one-night ultimate werewolf that he's got. Mm-hmm. This is Shadows Over Camelot. And I think that's a good, you know, next step from that that one-night ultimate werewolf. Now, one-night one ultimate werewolf, all you got is these chips that you have in front of you, and you just got a traitor roll, and everybody's trying to figure out the traitor, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the course of some discussion. Well, this takes that, that traitor idea and applies it to an actual board game. Because mm-hmm. the other one, I would say, is more of like a social game and not so much a board game. This is Shadows Over Camelot is a board game, and you're playing the Knights of the Round Table. One of you is working against you, mm-hmm. and and he's going to be going to be the traitor. And you're trying to do all these quests and collect you know successes that are represented by these little white or black swords. Failures are black swords. White white ones are successes. And if you get a majority on the round table, you win the game. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> of course, there is like this traitor mechanic in it, just like the werewolf, except he's playing along with you. And eventually you're going to be kind of observing actions and, and casually kind of like, you know, playing the game and, and seeing what they do before you make an accusation. If, if you accuse them correctly, you get like a white sword and they still get to play the game and do mean things to you the rest of the game, you know, despite the fact that they've been outed. But if you... uh if they if they get to a certain point or something like I think if they make you fail something they can reveal themselves and it puts black swords down on the table and they can still take the majority so it is it is a one or or two versus the rest of the table because I, I think if you get up to the full complement with the Merlin expansion it could be up to eight players wow that'd be cool I think something like that we have that don't we oh yeah why haven't we done that because you don't like games. But this is a good one. This is a good one. If it, not only if you played One Night Ultimate Werewolf, but also if you're familiar with Coup or Resistance as well. Both of those have that sort of like uh, traitor mechanic in what, as well. Mm-hmm. And this is a nice next step. This is this one seems like it's huge, and and Days of Wonder does what it normally does, which is produce this incredibly long book 
to over-explain everything, which is great because you don't you don't have a hard time understanding it. It's just you've got to sit down to read a novel, right? To to learn how to play this simple game, and that's where you come in. That's right. I like novels. So Nicole, what is your number one? My number one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Thunderstone. Thunderstone. I love Are you that kidding game. Me? I still. That is the game that, that <laughs> has been in our collection that I want to play. <laughs> All the time, not all the time, but I always, I, I would always play Thunderstone if you asked me. Pandemic, yes, it got me mm-hmm. going, whoa, games are a lot different, this is cool. But if you asked me to play it tomorrow, I'd be like, eh, we could if, you yeah. know, I'd rather like save it for new players or something and just play it with them instead of us playing it. Yeah. But if you asked me, hey, you want to play Thunderstone? I'd be like, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I love that game. It's got, like, I, I mean, I like the deck building mechanic already. Um, like you said, with Dominion, it's fun. <coughs> but Thunderstone has you going into the dungeon to actually fight monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got, when you get some of the, a lot of the expansions, you've got so many variations on cards that you can use. And monsters. And monsters. I mean, it's just, ah, I love it. And I once they took it. it to Thunderstone Advance, that changed everything. Because they actually added, like, they made uh, the enemies into leveled groups to make it more smooth when you went through. So you would fight mm-hmm. level ones first, then level twos, then levels th- level threes. Mm-hmm. So that made it that made it so you weren't fighting this giant creature on turn one. Right. Because <clears throat> nobody wants to do that. But Yeah. But sometimes you just stumble upon the dragon the first try. <laughs> and then you die. But yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's... I love that The game. funny thing is, is I think... Like Aliens may have edged that out as my favorite deck building game. Yeah, but I think Aliens has a, has enough more to it that I would put that just over that edge of. So we'll just we'll just categorize them as two separate things. My favorite sci-fi deck building game is <laughs> Aliens. My favorite fantasy is Thunderstone. Oh, okay. We'll go with that. <clears throat> I still think Thunderstone is uncontested in the fantasy deck building game genre. I love it. Nobody I love comes it so close much. to me. So my number one. Is for those people who played Pandemic, which is another gateway game. I, I highly recommend. That's the game that, that launched us into this. We've mentioned that a couple into times. this hobby, <laughs> uh, or also someone who's played Talisman, which is a, like an adventure game, sort of gateway game, like a roll and move Monopoly. <laughs> it's a roll and move beat Nicole and Matt game. Uh, Castle Panic as well. Is another one that is in this sort of genre. That's your number one? <clears throat> no, 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 no. Oh. Those are all gateway games that this would be the sequel for, and that's Defenders of the Realm. I think that's a good next step past that. It has that same feel of Castle Panic and Pandemic of this impending doom that you're trying to fight back, and, and it kind of gives it more theme, uh, gives you a gives you a character. Gives you your own abilities and stuff. It just really, I mean, it, I know Pandemic does that, but this just takes it to a different level because you're actually going into like, you've got, you know, this army of, of uh, you know, black evil guys and red evil guys and green evil guys. And mm-hmm. they're all marching in and they have a general that's marching with them. And the way that the deck kind of manipulates when the general moves and when, you know, where you put guys in. It's just, it's great. Mm-hmm. And you stack up cards, and you actually have to cooperate, like ride in together and attack the, you know, the the demon general or the dragon general together, or else you'll lose. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really cool game. Yeah, you're right. I'd I think it's a about great next step. If you're into we that, only played it like the one time, didn't we? I've played it a couple times with myself because it supports solo play. <laughs> <clears throat> but I, I really think that's a great next step. Yeah. And I know it's not the top of everybody else's list out there. And maybe they've played it and don't like it, but I think it's a cool, full-feeling experience. I mean, I, I got 
I had a Pegasus last time we were in there and I could move around really fast. It's just really neat stuff. Because remember, I went to the forest and I, I made some sort of relation. I mean, there's little quests and stuff. I had like a some sort of relationship I had to form with the Pegasi and I don't know. It's just neat. Pegasi? Pegasi? Yeah. Pegasi. Pegasus? Pegos, <laughs> so that's, that's, no. that's my uh, number one. I mean, these aren't really ranked in order of how much I like these games, are they? Well, I tried to rank my five. Let me see if but I can I rank see, them it, again. It was really hard because I've got like a whole list of like honorable mentions. See, I think, then too. I think my least favorite in that stack would probably be Shadows Over Camelot. Uh, you didn't actually rank them. What, no. What's the point? I don't know. I just played five of them. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> I'd say my favorite's probably Thunderstone. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed. Rank them in okay, favorite okay, order. On, That's the whole on. point of the five. Okay, here's my ranked in order. <laughs> um, I think that number five would have been Shadows Over Camelot. Uh -huh. Number three would be Seven Wonders. Number, I'm sorry, number four would be Seven Wonders. Number three would be Suburbia. Number two is Defender of the Realm. And number one would be Thunderstone. Thank you. Oh, man. Did you know, I just match up with you? On another five? Awful. Top five. Not a five for five. <laughs> Top five. Well, there you have it. Can we do the honorable mentions? What are your honor? You have just, honorable mentions. I do because I had like a whole list Outrageous. of stuff. Well, I just I also think it's our duty to maybe not. So we're not going to necessarily talk about them in detail. But here's a list of some other games that you might consider. And I can't believe you didn't end up picking. A, a, really, you're going to point that pin at me. I'm going to point this pin right at you, <laughs> Lords of Waterdeep. I thought that was on your list. No, I did that as a fake out for I you. Don't, oh, you're a fakey fakerton. Um, that one, that one. The only reason it didn't make my list is because I think that. Uh, I think it's, it's just, the gateway. You think it's a gateway? I think it's the gateway to uh, worker placement. Potentially. That or or Stone Age, which you've never played. I haven't played Stone Age. It's yeah. On your iPad. I, so? You have no excuse. I don't care. I have lots of excuses. <laughs> um, but anyhow, some of the other ones. Okay, so both of those, though, if if you don't pick it up as a gateway, definitely pick it up later because. Oh, I love Lord, Lords of Waterdeep too. Yeah, if I was going to do a sixth, I would have added probably. One of those is a gateway game, and then probably Manhattan Project as a sequel. Yeah, that one will almost be my list, too. I really like that one. Yeah, really good. Um, also, Splendor, which you said you thought was a gateway game, but I watched your mom play it and with us, and she was getting lost a few times. So, <laughs> I don't know. So um, easy. Galaxy Trucker, Libertalia. Libertalia is really good. Yeah. Um, Last Night on Earth. I like that one. Uh, Dungeon <laughs> Dungeon Fighter. Dungeon Fighter is like for a party or something. That's its own island. Getting, There's no I know. lead into that. Dungeon Fighter is so much <laughs> fun. But if you have children, um, please open the box before you let them play the game because there's uh, a questionable card in there that should not be revealed to young listeners. It involves a demon and cats. Let's just not even go there. <laughs> um, the Adventurers. That one, remember, with that's the little stones? That one's fun. Well, that's the second one that has the little cover I like the up. second one more oh, than I like the first one. I like one. the second one better, too. The second one's game, the, the Pyramid the, uh... of Horus. But The Adventurers, great game. Um, <laughs> Steam Park, Dice Town, Machi Koro, and uh, Vegas Showdown. Wow. Those are some of my other... Throughout a whole list. Just a whole list of stuff that, that might be of interest, <laughs> um, although we're not going to go into detail on any of them right now. <clears throat> well, that is it. You, If you disagree, disagree with our suggestions, or if you have some of, our, of your own, you can always let us know by posting at our guild. Mm -hmm. If you guys care about that, that's fine. But enough of these <laughs> lists, Nicole. <laughs> it's time for us to talk about our five for five. Okay. Go through it again and make sure we got it. Count us off, Bill. One, two, three, four. This is a five for five update. You know, five for five is another list. 
It's not a list. It's five games. We're going to play five times. Well, it's not a list. <clears throat> we didn't rank them. We'll, well, well, we will at the fifth one. Correct. We haven't gotten there Now, yet. this is our third game in the current five for five, and this is, we finished Resident Evil deck builder game. Yes. <clears throat> five times. Five times. Now, just we'll just get it out of the way. I won four of those games. Shut up. <laughs> I'm the worst, aren't I? You are the worst. I, I'm sorry. I won one. I remember. <laughs> I was mad. No, I wasn't mad. <laughs> um, so Resident Evil Deck Builder, I mean, obviously we just talked about a couple deck builders. We talked about Descent, which I think it's way better than. And we talked about Thunderstone, which I don't think it's even near as good as Dominion? that. Dominion? You mean Dominion? Oh, Dominion, yes. You sorry. said Descent. My apologies. Okay. We talked about Dominion, which this is way better than that. Yes. And it's not nearly as good as the Thunderstone. Thunderstone. Now, a lot of people are going to disagree that this is better than Dominion. Yeah, Dominion's got like a a love in people's hearts that I will never get. It's it's absolutely themeless is the problem. It's just me, the yeah. base idea. It's, and we like theme. We've said that. Yeah. So, and, uh, so I this like one, the theme of this one. This one's kind of cool. You get to play a character. I mean, you have a character card in front of you. That character has abilities that you get when you destroy a certain number of zombies, and they mm-hmm. actually level up, you know, either once or twice that give mm-hmm. you, you know, unique effects. Mm-hmm. They have unique hit points that, you know, that you lose or gain, you know, back during the game. And uh, every – we've got actually the game plus many expansions. And it like four <clears throat> expansions? Yeah. That's why we did – So we have five boxes of this game. Right. And I got them because, and this is unfortunate probably for someone listening now, but I got them because <clears throat> there was like a point where this game had just just released just a flood of, of stuff all at once. And of course, no one bought it for some reason. <clears throat> because it's, I, you run a risk, I think, anytime you do um, like a an intellectual property game yeah. of this type, Yeah, you know, you, people either like it already or don't. They'll mm-hmm. buy it just because of it, or they'll wait and yeah. and see if the reviews are any good. I mean, it's... Well, the game was already only a $30 game. It makes people suspicious. Okay, it was like a $30 game, yeah. and I was able to get these expansions for like $10 each. Yeah. So I got like... I spent like 30 bucks at the, at the game store for the first one, and then I spent $10 a piece for the rest of them and got... You know, for for seventy bucks, I have a, a pretty big game now. Huge game! It's got a lot of cards. <laughs> yeah, and we played all, we played all the variations we could fit into five games. We played the base game, just base deck, and every single time I bought one of these expansions, it gave you a whole nother deck of enemies to adventure through called the mansion deck. Mm-hmm. And it gave you different cards to add in and out. It changed game modes. It gave you different starting cards. It gave, to, you, it gave you more weapons, characters. Just tons of stuff. Different actions. Now this is based off of a video game that was the creating cre- the game credited with the creation of the genre survival horror, and this I think this feels fairly like the game. You know, it's not as scary. No, <laughs> obviously, have- obviously, there's no dogs, dogs that smash jumping through, through the windows. Window. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the uh, I think the game plays out pretty cool. I mean, it plays. I, I feel like I'm playing Resident Evil for sure. I mean, but they have all the characters from the game. All the all the enemies are from the games, you know, and they they mm-hmm. the enemies all have unique you know uh, abilities and hit points and stuff like that. And so every turn you have your you you start with your same deck of cards. In most cases, there was one variant we played where you actually had your own starting cards called Mercenary Mode, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. I like that mode too. I think you said that was your favorite mode, didn't you? I think so. Yeah, even though I lost <laughs> that one. 
But you base the base game is, you know, you have your character card in front of you with your hit points and special abilities all ready to go, and you have a deck of cards that is exactly identical to the other player, and you, you, you know, mix them up, draw five, and you use those cards to buy cards on the table, and if you want to, or if you're brave enough, explore the mansion, which involves flipping the top card if you do enough damage with your weapons that you have to kill the enemy you put it underneath your guy and score its decorations which also are experience points towards your levels mm-hmm. or you put it on the bottom of the deck and take the amount of damage that it gives you right if, now, if you don't defeat it and this game does have player elimination isn't that weird well, you, if you lose if, every us. time you die <laughs> i know close there was close, one game yeah. where i was down to down to my last death right but if you die every time you die you come back with 20 less hit points maximum than you had before and if you eventually, Nobody of course, starts with more than like I think the biggest that we saw was like 110. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the most you're going to be able to die is six times, and some of them were as low as 70. Yeah. So that person can die four times. The fourth time they die, they're out. They're out. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, I, I, you know, we played through the game. We did it a few times. We did that. We did the basic mode where we went through the deck, and of course, oh, there's a big boss. That's the big ending. Is there's, yeah, a, there's one big boss in every deck who is really hard to beat. Yeah, really. <laughs> and. uh we we you play through until you kill that big boss, and uh, when the, when those cards come out, what you're doing with them is you to go into the mansion. You have a weapon card, and you have the ammo requirement for that weapon card. And these ammo cards are, give you money to buy cards with and ammunition to put into your guns at the same time. Right, and that's how the game works. So you're getting money and ammo at the same time, collecting cards. You know, you go through a buy phase, then you explore the mansion, then you either kill the guy or not, and then you pass the turn to the next player. Right. And, and deal yourself out five more cards. Yep. Yep. And uh, so we the played The first it. one, though. Yeah. You were nervous because you thought I hated it. Well, you were miserable I at was, the end of that game. I was pissed. <laughs> she said that quiet, so she meant it. I meant it. I was not <laughs> happy. I was like, and what's that? We've played this game before, so I know it's yeah. a game that I actually kind of like, you know? But for some reason, it was the perfect storm of junk. It was nothing was lining up. And you you needed to get your cards in such a perfect manner to defeat that end guy. It, it took forever. And we just couldn't quit playing because I don't like to quit. Yeah. I was just, I was so done at mm-hmm. the end of it, though, because we could not get enough weapons with the proper ammo to function the weapons yeah. to be able to kill anything. Yeah, this first boss had 90 hit points. Now... The the gun selection we used in each one, and the, the the action card selection as well, was given to us by the game manual, and mm-hmm. we were playing with the the very basic version of it because we wanted to say, well, here was the first idea of this game, and here's where they, they where they started from before we went kazoo after that, and the main boss has ninety hit points, and you have to do ninety damage, and the best trade you ever get in the game is ten ammo for ten damage. You only have five cards in your hand most of the time, so and it has to split between ammo and weapons. Mm-hmm. Well, the highest ammo card you can get in the game is 30 ammo. Mm-hmm. So you could produce 90 ammo if you have weapons to do 90 hit points of damage, and you have to have that magic combination on that exact moment of when you have that weapons. guy pop up, and it became really, really hard. Yeah. And we faced him down like two or three times, and the game took way too long. Well, and I think with that base deck, there weren't any. Was there were there any cards that let you call your deck out so you could get rid of those ten pointers or? I can't I mean, remember. It was, it, I think there was like one card that allowed you to do that or something. It was it was just, yeah, 
It took so long to yes. make that magic happen. It dragged on a little bit. Yeah. And but, that, that was disappointing. But then after that, we played it four more times. And what did you feel about those? I had a lot more fun with it. Something about the cards was a little different. Well, obviously, I kept, I honestly, they have different ones and they have little descriptions about what each layout, if you use these, this pile of cards or this arrangement of cards, it's going to act like this. Yeah. And so I started picking ones that were a little more proactive or a little faster or more damaging towards zombies or whatever. Or, you know, you kind of have to pick (laughs) them to balance the deck. If you go off of their recommended, I mean, it, it, it kind of gives you the feel of how each of the cards are going to work, but, you know, it's not as balanced. You have to have a way to cull your cull your deck. And that by that, I mean get rid of the cards that suck, that well, aren't helping that's you. That's what I'm saying, though. I used layouts every time from yeah. the book, but I had read that descriptor after that. I didn't use the – because that, that first one was the distilled version of the game, which seems a little cumbersome. Mm-hmm. But after that – it, I, everyone seemed to play out okay, didn't it? Well, yeah, and we also had cards that would allow you to do to take additional actions and draw additional cards, and and those things are really important in that game because mm-hmm. five cards is just not quite enough. Yeah, and I think the box says something like I think it's like a thirty to sixty minute game, but I don't think that's very accurate. I don't think so either. I think this game can easily two players even slip into the ninety minute category, and that's if you're only playing two players. Mm-hmm. And I think that our shortest game was still 40 minutes or something like that. I think that. so. That was you the know? Mercenary one, wasn't it? No, I think it was the final final one, wasn't it? No, maybe it was no. the Mercenary because it had limited turns. Yeah. Yeah, so we played, I mean, obviously, like I said, you play the base version of Adventuring That. You have an, uh, Our second mode was just, I think all we did in the second one was add in these uh, cards that, that put, like, these uh, occurrences into the into the deck where like maybe you flip a card over and it's an exploding barrel. Yeah. And if you're sh- if you went into the you know the mansion with too much you know firepower, then the barrel explodes and does damage to you or something like that. Or if it's just enough, then you <clears throat> shoot it from afar and yeah. it blows up the infected next to it, which is that was kind of cool. Yeah. So that, there was that that variation, and then I did one where we could potentially become infected zombies and attack each other, which didn't happen. We're not those people. We don't we don't mm-hmm. attack each other specifically. Even if it's a competitive game, yeah. we don't often do that. Now, every time I'm talking about one of these variations we played, I'm talking about adding a different expansion to either the base game or one of the other games. Mm-hmm. And because uh, there's there's more than one base game in this set. Because there was like a base game, and then they re- immediately released an expansion slash base game again. Mm-hmm. Then they released an expansion, expansion, then another expansion slash base game. So I actually have three base games and two expansions. So you should like post on the forum like what we have. Well, I mean, if they go, go to Board Game was. Geek and type in Resident Evil and look at all that there is. And <laughs> I'm I not going to do that work. They've done it. <laughs> so then the uh, the mercenary mode we played is is actually available in. Every game, I think, except for the very first one, or maybe it's available in all of them, but it adds in a limited turn counter, and your and it also adds in combos. So if you mm-hmm. every sequential turn that you have, where you kill an, an infected, you get to add that decoration, you know, add up all the decorations in that pile until you fail to kill an infected, and then you multiply it by how many cards are in there, and you score points separate right. from the decorations just on the cards. So, so if you manage to kill four infected in a row. Yeah. And their decorations totaled six points, but then there's four cards. That's 24 points, which yeah. is huge. Which is neat. I mean, that that was that felt the most video gamey of it. And that was game four. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I didn't like about that was the uh, keeping track of the turns. Yeah. Because inevitably we would forget to turn the little counter, and I uh, I hate 
turn tracking. Well, the final one adds in these skills, which I didn't think really did much. Remember the skills, the skill deck? And we start off with a draft at the start, and mm-hmm. we get to we get five cards in our hand, and we draft back and forth until both of us have like a, a mixed up hand of five. Or five and then then you we get discard of, two and right. keep three. And you could you could keep every time you went and explored the mansion, whether you killed something or not, you would get an experience point that you could spend on these cards later that would give you basically another level up. An additional effect, bonus, yeah. Which I didn't I didn't think they were that important really. I mean it took I for me it took a okay. long time to get my guys into play. I, I basically selected too high a point stuff. You did, yeah. And I didn't get much effect out of it until late. Well, I kind of did too. I only had one that was that only took two uh, points to activate, yeah. but its power was so weak that without one of the other skills already having been activated, it wasn't mm-hmm. going to do me any good, really. Well, so overall, Resident Evil deck building game, I feel like it was a competent game. I like, like it. Like it, it works. Yeah. It, it's it's especially. I mean, if I was going to recommend that whether someone buy this or not, it, it's a fine game. If you like, you know, a horror-themed deck-building game, I recommend this way more than I recommend Dark Gothic. Yeah, I agree. Because Dark Gothic just, oh, man. I like how it looks. I like the general theory of of how it's going to work, but when it actually comes down to it, it's just kind of boring. Yeah. Now, another thing that's cool about this is that I think that it, because it wasn't really popular, it is possible for, if you guys are interested in a a horror deck-building game, that you might be able to get like big package deals on this, but For if I was not very expensive, yeah. yeah. But I would recommend probably getting the last, the last base game that came out because it actually has upgraded ammo cards that give you an additional effect on the cards on the ammo cards that let them upgrade faster for you automatically by Which certain situations. Like the specifically. The if you trash a ten point card, it gives you an extra ten dollars, which means get rid of it out of your deck. Uh, level two one lets you uh, if you defeat infected and you used this level two ammo like a twenty point ammo, then you get to upgrade it to three if you kill that infected. Right. And the third one is the most powerful one. When you have a level three ammo, which gives you thirty gold and thirty ammo every turn, if you do not explore the mansion, so let's say you're just not getting the correct thing like pile of cards, you, you get to keep putting that or... on top of your deck your inventory deck to draw it again next turn, which means you just keep building up the chance that you're going to be able to buy the right cards or have that ammo when you need it. Right. <clears throat> and yeah, that's and that only in that cool. last base game. Okay, so the last base game. <clears throat> yeah. Now, I would say if you want a comparison, this game is a lot more like Dominion than it is like Ascension. And if someone's played Ascension, they know what that means. That's where you put a, like a, a string of market cards basically in the middle of the deck or the table and everybody's fighting monsters in that little string or... Like Star Realms? <clears throat> kind of, yeah. Okay. Like Star Realms is very much like Ascension. So is DC Deck Building Game. They're I both. Played that they're all either. based off of that same model of we share this market of cards in the middle. Some of them are bad guys. Some of them are buys. <clears throat> it's that kind of thing. Okay. And uh, it's more like it's more like Dominion than that. So it's the piles of several piles of mini decks right. where you purchase cards and create your deck like that. <clears throat> now it does have that sort of uh, it does have that like little bit of tiptoe into that Thunderstone kind of dungeon area though, where you get to go into the mansion mm-hmm. and fight stuff. So you get to put these cards to action. So instead of buying just I'm buying coin victory point cards like Dominion. Mm-hmm. You actually get to like say I'm fighting this guy's face, you know. <laughs> well, what's cool about this one too is like I know on uh, when we played the Legendary Alien, one of the things we really enjoyed was that 
you know, the, the alien actually was hidden because it created that tension. This is the same kind of thing. You don't know what you're going to get when you go into the mansion. Yeah. And I think that's perfect for a horror genre game yeah. because it, it creates that suspense. And then it comes out and you see it and you're like, oh, my gosh, yeah. it's awful. So, Look at that, that thing. It's going to kill me. Something that Resident Evil, the video game, did that this game kind of recreates is this. When you would walk to the next room, there would be a picture of a door that came at you. This animation, you'd see the door open up. And it would, you know, black out the whole screen except for that. So you were like, what's coming up? What's coming up? What's coming up? And this thing has that same door on the top of the mansion deck, which is so funny. (laughs) But enough about uh, Resident Evil. We have two more games in our current 5 for 5. We have the Battle at Kemble's Cascade and A Few Acres of Snow. And we haven't quite decided which one we're going to play next, do we? I don't know. You don't know. We got to get going on them, though. All these games. Okay, so what about that? Now, this week, we played a game based on a show. And this is one of these modern television shows, okay? hmm Now, these modern television shows, a lot of them that are really popular, I've started to realize are, are sort of these, what I call a gray character. And by gray character, I mean, in the traditional sense of television, you would have a white hat character... And a black hat character. This guy was going to, you know, fight for justice, and this guy is evil. Like Darth Vader. Right. And Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> There's like this obvious antagonist and protagonist. More these, Yoda than Luke. <laughs> these modern shows. Sorry, go ahead. These modern shows are coming out now, and they don't seem to give you that that line anymore. They play everything right in the middle. And so it's like, yeah, this guy's a bad guy, but he's also fighting bad guys, but he's still a bad guy. So am I supposed to like him? And I, I kind of have a problem with that. Now, examples of that <laughs> examples of that include like uh, the show Dexter, where Dexter Morgan is a serial killer who kills killers. Mm-hmm. You know, before we go too much farther, we should probably also say... Most of these shows are rated like MA, whatever they are for TV. Yeah. I don't know the TV ratings. So if you're listening to this with your kids, um, this might not be the best episode to continue on with unless you want to explain some of these shows. Yeah. So we apologize for that. <clears throat> well, he's a serial killer who kills killers. Mm-hmm. So do I root for a murderer? And many times on the to. many times on the show, they actually have him make the mistake or lose control to where he doesn't follow that rule to a T, mm-hmm. which makes him even worse. Yeah, then he is. Yeah. So, how am I supposed to empathize for Dexter Morgan ever? It when bad things happen to him, I don't know. I think he deserves it every single time something bad happens to him. Yeah, but at the same time, you got to root for somebody, so. <laughs> well, here's another example. Okay. And this, this is probably even more popular than Dexter because it was more available. Is Walter White. In Breaking Bad. From Breaking Bad. Yeah. This is a guy who decides. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm just giving spoilers out all over the place, but these are setup spoilers. So I'm not going to tell you, you know, the We're resolution, the, the huge po- yeah. plot points, okay? But this is a guy who finds out he has cancer. And decides he's going to sell drugs to to basically make a nest egg for his family. 
And he doesn't just do it simply like that. In fact, he's offered often a nonviolent, just compliant route to do this, this means to this end, and mm-hmm. refuses to take that. Mm-hmm. Because there's there's a little more money if he just decides to do something massively despicable. Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to root for this guy? Because that's our protagonist. That's who the, the is the center of attention in this. Mm-hmm. And the game we played this week is not any different than those characters. This is that same story writing, which is this guy, Jax Teller, mm-hmm. is the center of Sons of Anarchy. And he is a motorcycle gang guy, and their gang sells guns. Yes. And I'm just going to say that by the end of this show, that he's just murdering people everywhere. <laughs> now, there might be a couple spoilers on this one accidentally. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm not going to say anything specific, but I'm just saying this guy is a mass murderer by the end of this show. Yeah. And I don't like him at all. I yeah. don't like Walter White at the end of the show. I don't like Jax Teller, and I don't like Dexter Morgan. But did you enjoy watching the shows? That's yes. the thing. <laughs> yes, you did. There's something mesmerizing about watching these train wrecks. Mm-hmm. But I think, aren't you secretly, aren't you as a viewer secretly not identifying with them and saying, I really hope this guy doesn't make it? there's no secret. I don't identify with them. I mean, I'm not going to go out and kill anybody. I can't even kill a bug, you know? Yeah. I mean, when if our... Oh, here's, here's something about nature. So our dog will go out and she's a little hunter. That's what she does. Yeah. So she'll find like a little baby bunny and she'll try and kill it and you won't notice until the oh, thing's no, like most... Oh, no, she killed it last time. No, no. She's had ones which, that she didn't actually kill. No, I think she did. And you didn't realize it because you didn't witness the murder. Okay, well there was there was the one where Matt was over, and there was the the little vole in the backyard, or was it a vole or a bunny? I can't remember. It was not dead. No, it was a chipmunk. Oh God, the poor little chippy, <laughs> poor little baby. And you know you can't be mad at the dog because that's what she does. It's in yeah. her nature to kill these little little creatures. Yeah, she has creatures. a running kill count every year. Uh, it's sad, and she's getting more adept at it as she goes. The point of it is. <laughs> Now this poor little thing is 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 you know in pain and oh geez you she gotta has do something no with it. She has no intention of eating this. She has no idea she's what to do with it. She's not gonna eat it. Yeah, she's crazy. <laughs> but what am I supposed to do with it? So now I'm put in a position where I have to, I need to kill this thing. I can't do it. I had to have Matt do it, and I'm like Matt, please kill that. Please, please put it out of its misery. And I can't do it. And that's in a in the most perfect of circumstances where yeah. you should go ahead and finish this yeah. murder because it's already been started and now it's just cruel. Yeah. I still can't do it. So no, I'm not going to be able to identify with these people as a hey, I need well, to go out and just kill things. I totally can finish the job for her because I I feel bad. So like she well, she crushed that little that, mm. that little bunny's head and it was still moving around. Oh, I stepped geez. on it. I stepped I on know. it. You just it, And you, you have to yeah. because otherwise you're just cruel. But but still, this is a whole different thing. So you're saying our dog is like Dexter Morgan? I think so. I think I think that I think that's what the writers were trying to get across. It's in his nature. He's gonna have it happen. So how do you clean up that mess? I don't know. I see. I don't give that excuse to Walter White, God, who is no. a hyper intelligent character and acts like a savage. 
Yeah, but and was, I don't give that no, pass to Jack Teller either. No, he was to provide. Either. He was just trying to provide for his family then, in a way that he knew he was not going to be able to do. Then why going to get to retire? Why raise the there game up every time? He, every chance he gets, if they say you're making a million, you can make a million one if you murder five people. He'd be like, well, murder five people. Yeah, but then he kind of lost his mind. I mean, his initial <laughs> his initial point was, I'm going to be able to provide for my family if I just do a little bit wrong, and who's it going to hurt? Not them, because now they'll have money, and I'll be dead anyway. So who cares? But honestly, and, and it, but basically to the point, if Pep died, I would really feel that. If if any of these characters die, I don't care. Well, she's so sweet. She comes up and licks your little face. And she's so nice. She licks your feet when, you, when you're not wearing shoes. She's so I, I just see every one of these guys as having a way not to be despicable and doing it anyways. Yeah. And going straight back into it. And I, I just... I don't know. I think, and I think that especially a character like Walter White knows that he could get help, or that there's something he could possibly do, or there's a less violent route that he could take, and he doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. I, well, yeah, I agree with you, but I'm just trying to now. Give one, I mean, an alternate opinion. Here's the thing: one thing's for sure is modern television is compelling because it loves to place the viewer in really dark places, and and you know that's just so intriguing to watch. Mm-hmm. Now. Like I said, this week, our place involves one of them in the game we played. The following is a true recount of a board gaming session. It is not merely a conversation. It contains the actual sounds of components, success and failure, and in-the-moment emotions from the incident itself. The archivists of this audio would like to remind the faint of heart that the people involved are not rules experts, did not design the game, and do not always play nice. No one was murdered in the playing of this game. Well, Nicole, rev up your ride, because here we go. Sons of Anarchy is a licensed game based on a television show about a gang of bikers of the same name. Now, before I go deep, let me say this game has real-world adult themes that may not be appropriate for younger players. Now, in this game, each player will pick a bike gang to control and compete to make the most money. These gangs are from the show, and each has their own starting asset, individual powers, and abilities. This last, the last one to pick a gang becomes the first player of the game. The next thing the players do is draw locations. Now, these locations are four by four inch tiles that have a name and a photo of the place that was used in the television program. These locations each give a player who controls them a unique action that they can, can exploit on their turn. This might be selling guns or contraband or buying guns or contraband or stealing guns, contraband or money. I I told you guys that this game was mature, right? Oh, yeah. Now, each game, players create a unique playing board by placing five basic locations and drawing six random locations from a deck of 19 different ones. So every game is going to be fairly different. The last thing to do before you start playing is to shuffle and draw 15 cards from an anarchy deck. This deck of cards adds random elements to the game each round, like new temporary locations or end-of-round effects that force the players to change how they act that turn. Now, after collecting your gang, placing the assets behind your gang screen, setting up the playing locations, and setting up the anarchy deck, you're ready to play. Each turn, your gang will receive order tokens. These tokens have a cell phone picture on them and represent you calling members of your gang into action. The number of order tokens you get is based on what gang you have, plus the number of club members you have in your gang. You see, your gang is made up of two different types of people. Members, which are represented by a guy on a motorcycle, and prospects, a miniature of a guy just standing there. 
Now, this hierarchy comes into play in a few different ways. Members can do everything a prospect can do, but they can also initiate fights with rival gangs called throwdowns, add two points instead of one in a fight score, and also add to your order point total. Players now begin taking turns by spending these order tokens to do several actions. Move a number of your gang from your, like, say, your clubhouse to a location, or from one location to another. Exploit the action of a location your gang is at and not contested by another gang. Or recruit a prospect, upgrade a prospect to a member, initiate a throwdown, or simply pass. So, the face-down locations are revealed two per turn for the first three turns, and the game itself lasts six turns total. These turns are tracked by the Anarchy deck, which the way it draws out ends at the, at the beginning of the sixth turn. Now, players will eventually have a large gang that simply run into each other and fights take place. They're called Throwdowns. They're fast and easy, and players use order tokens to call more members first and add up the members' value worth members are worth two, prospects one at the location, then they blind bid with a closed hand how many guns will be used. Then they roll a die, compare scores, and the loser leaves the location, goes back to the clubhouse, the winner gets to exploit the space without waiting till next turn. Let's say a few things about guns in this game, because guns are the most powerful asset in the game. They usually sell as easy as the contraband, and have the added effect of being used to upgrade prospects to members, add three points to a throwdown. That's right, they are more damaging than your gang members. Guns in a throwdown also send one rival miniature that was involved to the emergency room. Gang members in the emergency room have a 50-50 shot of survival in between rounds. So that can be devastating. Of course, guns come at a price. When you use a gun in a throwdown, your gang heats up with law enforcement. The heat is tracked on your gang card and does two things. It limits how much contraband you can sell each round, and if it reaches the fourth spot, someone in your club is removed as they take the fall for the club and go to jail. And I've just run out of time again, but I'm going to continue these rules right now. <laughs> the final phase of each turn is the black market phase, where players sell contraband on how many heat they have based on how much heat they have on their track and how many they own. The market fluctuates based on how many total contraband are being sold each round, so if everybody sells it once, everything sells for less money. Now, this is a cutthroat game from a cutthroat show. Contraband and guns never ends in friendship, so hop on your hog, Nicole, and come strapped, because we're riding into this review. (laughs) (laughs) One day I'm going to actually make it before that. I I should just extend that music. I think so. This is insane. Or I'm going to have to take back over the rules. No way. I might do that for the next one. Never. Maybe. So. We'll see. Like I said, area control game. Yes. Lots of gangs. Yes. This is very direct conflict. This is the first time when our disclaimer doesn't actually apply. We say no one was murdered in the playing of this game. There were a couple (laughs) murders in this one. Oh, my goodness. Ridiculous. Well, let's see how this game starts out, Nicole. Let's go ahead and just get get our gangs out of the way so we can just start talking about rules. Well, we gotta rule first and figure out what we're doing. I'm rolling my die right now. Roll your die. This may not even be my die. Four. Three. Four. Ah, roll off. Roll off. Really? Oh. Not you. Okay. You suck with me. Yes. (laughs) Should I? I want to take the one-niners. You know why? Is that me? Yep. Aw. You're taking my little pink dudes. Oh, look how much. They're so pink and cute. How many contrabands they have. Well, then I want to be... I want all that stuff, though, that you just Who shoved is out. This? this is actually starting. Lynn Syndicate. <laughs> That's your middle name. Oh, it Colin. is. <laughs> your middle name is Lynn Syndicate? Not Syndicate. And it's not spelled that way. But sure, I'll be Lynn. Okay, I'm Lynn. I'll stick with the Mayans. Well, I need to be Sam Crow. Well, Is it going to make that. your day? 
Little you also get a little, little patch. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is this supposed to be out where people can see it? No. Can you believe they got picked last? Yeah. All right, so. It's a, the same <coughs> crow? Well, you know, we're trying to be okay, polite to the company and all. All right, here's how this works. Oh, you're in my way. I can see your, I can see your contraband, sir. No, you can't. Okay, so. Hey, am I supposed to have some? We are all playing gangs from the from the show. Okay, there you've got. Yeah, why does he have contraband already? Yeah, that, they're starting. They're starting supply. Okay. Well, okay, we'll we'll get into that. Okay. No way. Now, Fred is... gets irritated right away. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't even gotten to rule one, and the questions are already flying across the table. <laughs> we should also. Did you mention who we're playing with? We're playing with uh, Angela and Billy. Okay. They are they are husband and wife. Yes. So, uh, like the show, each gang kind of has a specialty. Like the one niners that I was using, they on the show are a contraband dealing gang, and that's their primary <laughs> focus. And so, as a result, they uh, on their heat track, they they have actually a one contraband extra bump. And how much they can sell every turn. So mm-hmm. I can sell more than anybody else on contraband based on heat ranking. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> the Suns get a bonus dollar when they sell guns. Lynn's Syndicate can buy their heat down. I mean, everybody has their own their own thing that's like the uh, <clears throat> like the like the show. And I, I don't know what Mayans was. What was Mayans? I don't think it's that. Did they get to buy a gun every turn? They got to do. No, they got to. Uh call for assistance to a throwdown without actually having to use an But there order. was another effect on his on his deal that he could use. I don't think he ever used it. Mm-hmm. I think I, it was, I think it was buy a gun or sell a gun. Might have been. But anyways, so... Well, mine was stupid, though, because mine was the... You get, like... They also had a thing where you could get, like, three extra dollars if you got the patch. Yeah, if well, you the were the first person, player. Yeah, and the first player was determined by the last one to choose. So yeah. I, think they, I think they think by default, Lynn Syndicate's going to be the last one to get chosen. So I really picked the wrong game. Well, I'm just telling you, you are uh, you are handicapped from the start. My namesake. That's oh. right. Let's uh, fast forward 25 minutes and see uh, the setup. After is- the rules. <laughs> I know, after the rules, and uh, see how this setup has gone. Okay, so earlier I was questioning, we could do gang rule and club order on each turn, if applicable. Of course. Okay. Those always apply to your gang. Gotcha. And you're not going to keep track of those. <laughs> right. We have to keep track of our own. Uh, if, right. you, if you're like, oh, I just now remembered two turns ago I was supposed to, and I'll be like, eh, no. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is uh, now patch orders time. So at this point, we get to, we reveal the new cards. We get to start issuing orders. The order list is right there in the middle of what you can do. Wait, we've already Wait. claimed our order token? Yep, five of them. Everybody got five to start with. Oh, because it's the first round. Yep. Okay. We're there. And now? Yes. So now we're at issue order. So yes. you have to go first. And, you're the, and, patch, then? and you're the patch, or, patch holder, so you get to issue your first order first. Which would be the middle stuff. Order yep. summary. Ride, exploit, throw down, recruit, patch in, or sit tight. Well, you can't throw down. And I can't? You can't exploit because you're not on a space to exploit. You could patch in. If you have guns. I don't know if you have guns or not. Oh, it's not You do have guns. You do have guns. Quit looking at my guns. And dollars. You could patch in everybody right now. So I could patch in. You could patch in three people on the first turn. I never even thought about that. I could either ride, patch in, or recruit. Did you notice the six symbols a symbol of your gang? Yeah, I saw that. Excited? Oh, that is cool. (laughs) Mine's the anarchy symbol. I know. Mine's a dragon. Foreign language of some sort. Of some sort? I, not, I wonder what not, sort. I know, what but I mean, I don't know what it says. That's what I meant. 
That's, it says uh, words of some I, sort. I, I speak Mandarin. It says Nicole. <laughs> I speak Mandarin. It says Nicole. <laughs> okay, I'm going to move dudes. <laughs> Nicole in syndicate. What so, does your Mayan one look like? It looks a little Mine's goofy. A, yeah, it's goofy. Oh, it's cool. So if I move dudes, I can move <clears throat> one, I can move all of them, I can do whatever I want. Yes. Right. But they can only go to one spot, right? I'm going to start thinking about what I'm going to order my guys to do. Should I steal the patch right off the bat? Oh. <laughs> Get off my patch, sir. See, the patch is actually a pretty cool thing to have. Because yeah. this is like one of those exploit and area games. So, like, if you've played, like, a worker placement or something like that before, that you know, where you have to place... A, 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 you know, or, or take advantage of a space to get the action. It's really beneficial sometime to get it right away before somebody else just puts Rides one guy in, in for mm-hmm. no reason to stop Steals you. your glory. Right, mm-hmm. right. Now, full disclosure about Billy and Angela, they are huge Sons of Anarchy fans. And, mm-hmm. I mean, there may be some comments that come up in this that are directly related to the show. And if you haven't watched it, I mean, I think there it's about, it's a 7 out of 10 for me. I liked it. I thought it was fun. About a three the out show. of five. It was okay. I didn't like any of those people. They're horrible people. I, I'm going to tell but... you that you will not feel one speck more intelligent for watching that show. <laughs> well, when you get to plan what they're doing before they plan it, that's kind of fun. Yeah. I like it. But anyways, uh, let's let's see. I mean, we were just basically starting to kind of flirt with our first turn. Let's actually see how this works out. I'm going to ride through this world all alone. <laughs> <laughs> Two. <laughs> what are you laughing at me, boy? I'm going straight to the brothel with. Oh my god! Are you, are you serious? With uh, two prospects. Nicole you, was really you disappointed. Just spent an order token, right? Yep. To make that happen. I just put that in here. Doom. Okay. Do we? Can you get more order tokens? You, uh, each round, we'll get order tokens back again. We'll, oh. At the start of every round, we'll do our base order plus however many members we are to get people back in the game. Okay. Got it. All right. That's a good question. Was what a good do I need to do? Good question, Mayan. I know what I need to do. I throw in a move as well. I'm going to send a member and a prospect to the smoke shop. That's your bike, right? I don't know. <laughs> I, <was gonna> <laughs> I never even saw the Niners on bikes. <laughs> they drove You're right. Yeah. They were always um, they were the standing club. around from the uh, yeah. Pope and the limousine. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Huh. I don't think they're a real gang. What? <laughs> How dare you? You don't even ride bikes, one Niners, in your limousine. <laughs> and your, your Mer- Mercutio. That Pope was Mercutio yeah. from um, Romeo and Juliet, remember? No. From the no. 90s? The Red no. Curtain movie? Mercutio. Nicole, it's he your turn. Lost. <laughs> what? He yeah. was on Lost. He was the little boy's oh. dad from Lost. Yeah. Lost. It got lost. Oh, did you just spit you didn't Lost? Like lost? <laughs> lost was great up until about season Nicole, 30. take your turn. Oh, it's my turn. Okay, I'm going to spend a token. <laughs> and for those of you listening, I also hate Friends and Seinfeld, so if you Shut all just want to discuss it, you're lucky you're back Edit. in the house. Edit. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to move dudes. I'm going to have to come in with a, with a little voice over there, and it'll be like, for those of you listening, I like Seinfeld, and I like... <laughs> <laughs> I love Friends. Friends is my favorite. Okay, so that was sort of a right turn away from gameplay again. Well, but we never do that. What? Do, do you ever have like a friend who really like champions something that they do that's like weird? 
Yes. I think this is one of Angela's things. <laughs> she hates Friends. <laughs> she hates Friends and, and hates Seinfeld. Seinfeld, and she tells us every time she comes over. Well, because we reference them both probably pretty often. <laughs> I don't think I do. I do. But here's the thing. Here's, here's, here's a little tip for everybody. You remember Travis from King of Tokyo? I do remember Travis. He, he hasn't wore blue jeans in 20 years. So weird. <laughs> That's something he's super proud of. What if they were like cutoffs or like jean no shorts? Way. No way. No jean material. What about he, a denim jacket? I'd know. No? He just he just is so proud. He's a corduroy guy. Corduroy. <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> when he walks. Now <laughs> evidently just the mention of uh, Seinfeld or Friends makes Angela violent because this happens. I suppose. Would you put that away? <laughs> he said, and the little yeah. tiny gun. Throw it down. Fight at a location. Don't point that thing at you. Okay, so how do we throw down? Are you guys doing a throw down? A throw down. So you spend an action to do a throw down. Okay. She did now, it. I put it in here. The next thing you do is both of you decide whether you want to call in for reinforcements. Now, you can spend another token to make that call. And you can bring as many people in as you want from an, a single location per token you spend. Since you guys only have people in other locations, you just be bringing people from your clubhouse in. Right so, now, just, just get this idea. Nicole is at a score of three. And you are at a score of two. So she does have, like, because sort I have of an know, advantage. I have a member and a prospect. Well, I know, but so each prospect is one and mm-hmm. a member's worth two. And a gun and is a gun worth, worth three, three, so and you can bl- and you <clears throat> blind bid the guns. And a gun is guaranteed to ki- to hit either a member, kill either a member or a prospect. Yeah. Fred, stop cocking the miniature gun; it's distracting me. <laughs> That's what he's that sounds like. Like, like yes, if you, if, you, <laughs> if you bring a gun to the fight, someone's going to the emergency room. Period. Whether you win or lose. Yes, they don't die. They go to the emergency room, and they could potentially die if you don't go to the hospital and exploit the hospital space, which only one person can do every turn. Okay, I'm calling for backup then. Okay. You, you just Wait, spent, is it even my turn? You you actually have we to go. Do it, you have to go so. in order though. Again, so patch like the person who starts the throwdown. Sorry, because I started, started the throwdown. Throw down you started you. the throwdown, so you have to make the call first. So she gets to respond to your call. Got you. Okay. That is rude. Right? Okay. All right. You're starting a fight. So he's starting. She's calling. Ooh, she's calling a couple members. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. So now I have that's, two members and two, jacks. and two prospects. Jacks. No. Okay, just to clarify, it's in patch order. So if somebody else has the patch and you start the throwdown, they get to go first, right? Right. Yeah, and she threw down, so we we had her do it because we thought it was whoever started the throwdown. But she also had the patch, so it didn't really change anything. Right, right. Because if if somebody doesn't have the patch, it goes in order, starting with the person who started the throwdown. Right. Okay. But you know, this is kind of funny about this is that our gangs are pretty small at this point, and there's plenty oh, yeah. of real estate that to exploit without starting fights with somebody. Yeah. So it feels way early for her to be fighting with you already. Well, I maybe maybe I'd beat her because I did beat her at that Catan game mm-hmm. that I couldn't explain earlier, which I should have never even brought up. <laughs> but I did beat her at that one, so maybe she just was feeling vengeful. Well, I don't know, but you know, she she's kind of bloodthirsty right off the bat. She easily defeats you in this. Yeah, she does. Yeah, because she uses guns. Yeah. Uh, they now the actions. There's a lot of actions in all these turns. So this this 
you know, our, our playthrough is going to be pretty abbreviated versus how many actions are being taken because every turn, everyone's taking five actions at least. Yeah. And there's six turns of four people taking five actions. So do the math. It's a ton. I can't do that kind of math in my head. I, well, it's... <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's it's over 120 individual Five turns. Five plus one plus two plus one. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So that's going to be a lot. But <laughs> during these actions, I uh, during this first round, I steal the first player uh, patch by going to the police. And this is Billy playing some stuff. What is it, Nicole? I'm going to motorcycle over. No, I'm going to prospect over. No, you should walk. You should. Just... I'm going to walk <laughs> to the liquor store because you don't want to drink and drive. <clears throat> Which miss... liquor store is it, though? Isn't there more than one? Um, Sam and Margaret's. <laughs> Bartles and James. No, just kidding. All right, I'm going to pick on Nicole, but I'm going to the liquor store. Oh, my oh, gosh. I love that. The Mayans roll in, and Lynn Syndicate's not ready. Well, that guy must be. How do you oh. get He's already been to the liquor store. He won't stand <laughs> <laughs> Morning, prospects. All right, Sam Crow's turn. Why do you guys not want me to play? They do want you to play. No, they don't. They, they want, want you to play me. mean. Stop being weird. <laughs> Stop being weird. Start being mean. <laughs> it's nothing personal. It's business. That's right. Right. <laughs> Brains before bullets. That, that is that. That is the slogan that they never follow on that show. Okay. Yeah, Sam Crow, yeah, I, mean. Do you, I mean, honestly, do you watch that show and just go, why are they doing this? They're killing <laughs> yeah. these guys again? It's so weird. And then fight, trying to fight with the cartel, and then the Irish. This, this show is outrageous. They, they actually have a time. slogan up in the show, like on, in their clubhouse, that mm-hmm. says, brains before bullets. And they never exercise this never. In, the, in, the, in the show at all. Mm-mm. It's always bullets than brains. It seems like. Speaking of brains, it was 120. I did the math. That's that's if we only played five turns per round, right? And but we more. actually increase our numbers right. as we increase. So numbers. minimum of 120 yeah. orders given. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, this is kind of funny because this is still this is round one, and you've been thrown out of a place. Then you go to another place, and, and Billy shows attacked. up and blocks you there. Mm-hmm. So that you can't oh, do he, anything. Yeah, he didn't attack me yet. He just blocked me. Yeah, now this is uh, Angela's final turn of round one. Okay, I'm going to exploit, which doesn't even affect you, Nicole. The, the tattoo place? The brothel. The brothel. It, it wouldn't have it doesn't even affect you, Nicole. Wow, so mean. And put it there so that way I can get my get cash. dollar? I get my cash and contraband, correct? Yep, and if yes. you want to bonus it, you can promote. And I would like to bonus your, it and promote. And that one just goes over here, correct? Yep. And so then I'm taking... This prospect out and putting... Yes. He's the last prospect. Oh, no, he's not. We forgot about your emergency room guy. <gasps> oh, my gosh, I completely forgot about that. Put that guy back. Now roll a die. Roll your die. Hold steady. Wait, what? what? Roll your die, and we got to find out if this guy dies or not. This was last turn yeah, that I we know. forgot to do it. I know. we got to get him out of here. Four. He survives. He goes back to your clubhouse. How do you know? Because four, five, or six, he returns to the clubhouse. Oh, give him back. And you're not me. If you were me, you'd be dead. <laughs> okay, now Now I'm you can promote up. either that guy or this guy. I'm promoting him. I won't... No. <laughs> no. That was the best stop sound effect of all time. Okay, no. I'm doing no. the clubhouse guy. <laughs> okay, got it. All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> Angela's super awesome. Oh, so this is actually the beginning of turn two. 
And we yeah. had messed up and forgot to roll on the emergency, on the emergency space room, at the yeah. very end. And, and right off the bat, though, she's she's back at after you, throwing down against you, uh-huh. sending your guys away. Yes. They, they just ganged up on you. They've for the never first listened to our podcast, I don't think. Times. I mean, Angela was even on it, and she doesn't know yet. <laughs> You're the one to go after, not me. I, I'm sure. I'm sure that that's probably coming. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, right now, you're sort of set up. I mean, you're down, I think, as far as you can go. Yeah, I was, yeah. And let's let's see if you can make your comeback, Nicole. Why don't you just sit tight this round? You can make a phone call, Nicole. And start it up. <laughs> Probably go die. Oh, Nicole. Can I use a lifeline? Is that you just... <laughs> now, the cutting bag hasn't Sorry. been exploited. You're going to take out the Mayans? I'd have to use two to. You can always start call in to throw down and to call yeah. in. You'd have to call in, but you can only move from one spot. That's fine. All right. Oh, this is going down. I think. Okay, so I'm gonna throw down, oh and I'm gonna call in. Oh my What's god! What's happening? My little Deuterinos. First time caller, long time listener. <laughs> This is trouble. Yeah, she's throwing down with you. What are you giggling about? Okay. Oh, wait a second. Now, do it's you a throwdown. Do you I, want to I'm call in anybody? Down. Well, what? <laughs> it's a throwdown. Lynn Syndic gets trying to take the gun factory from Sons of Anarchy. So, in our throwdown, I'm already ahead by one point. Yes. But Not Nicole again, is a dice fiend. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I'm not calling for backup. I got this. Okay, so blind bid for guns. What? Blind bid for guns. Are you using guns? Nicole, you know it's going to bring heat if we use guns. Just one. Doesn't matter how many you use. Look at her eyes. She's mad at me because I took her out last time. She is mine. Ready? (laughs) Didn't even buy me a steak. All right, show it up. (sighs) I was so nice to you and you killed me. Take your heat. You dirty gun. <laughs> you dirty <laughs> gun hammer. All okay. right. So you've got two, four, five, six, seven, eight to Nicole's four. Four. So she could still beat you if you roll a one or two and she rolls a five or six. Oh, God. Four. Oh, I nope. got four as well. Sons chase you off and she used one gun. So one of your guys goes to the emergency room. That's great. And the other, t- other two go back to the clubhouse. The other t- I'll tell you. Well, they go back to the well, clubhouse. <laughs> like, like Tay's in the wind. They two go back to the clubhouse. No use chasing after him. <laughs> and it would be. Oh, Cole, you're getting beat up, I can tell. The good news is Sorry. you're at the police department to steal that first player token, aren't you? Now, see, I wish everybody could be in the room to see your face at that moment. <laughs> Because you you just got beat up and beat up and beat up, and it's just miserable. Yeah. But uh, this this game, I'm just telling you, that's how it how it does it. Yeah. It just it just sort of forces Especially you. Especially when playing with you guys. It just it just feels like it forces you into the situation where you have to kick the dog, even if it's down. Oh, don't kick the dog. I would never kick her. Hey, baby. She's ready to go outside too, but the uh, <clears throat> she's wagging on her tail. But uh, start the next clip and I I'll let her out. Uh, let's just listen to my next turn to see how how, how I'm doing for a change because I haven't done one yet. <laughs> I move this guy to the brothel. That's it. But it's already been explored. He doesn't care. He has a plan. 
I, I know exactly what I'm doing. Let me let me let you in on something, just because it's our all of our first game. Because you're trying to spread it out. I'm gonna let you in on something, just because it's our first game yes. that I let everybody in on already. That's right. And for those of you playing at home, he is <laughs> he's pointing currently tip tapping the on last, last call card. Gain one heat for each location with three or more of their dudes. This includes your clubhouse. So it's your last action for the Mayans. What do you do? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Mayans has four at the cutting bag, and he's got four at three Sam and Myrtle's them. liquor. Yep. Three. Three is, sorry, Sam so, and Myrtle's liquor. So, in other words, right now, if you didn't move one of these people away from the group, you're going to get someone arrested this turn. Because you'll top out. Mm. See how I have... Two, two, and it's one. It's nice of him to wait until you only have one action left to tell you this. I remembered it during the Mayans' last turn, is when I went, oh, yeah. But you didn't say anything about it during his last turn. No, it was it was at the start of Angela's turn, but she was so oh, proud okay. to get the gun factory, I was just like, I don't want to okay. ruin her mojo now. You're rude. <laughs> Those two guys, they go back to the club. You can put oh, them somewhere else, too. So. You don't have to put them on the clubhouse. Yeah, you, you can, can attack uh, the police department. You can, you can contest. Uh, yeah, I'm okay doing that. Leave Nicole alone. Because you can start throwdowns without actions. Mm-hmm. You can do that. He can. It's his ability. Oh, that's right. Just like I can call people in without actions. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. Yeah. So this is an anarchy card that caused this problem. Right. And and you can tell that that I haven't really been challenged yet. Because I'm totally being nice, and I'm reminding people of things, and I'm trying to help everybody have a good time. Oh, yeah. You'll, you'll stop. <laughs> and I also noticed that, that Angela was defending you at the end of that she one. She could tell by the look on my face you that I was so getting kind of bummed. Mad. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how games go. <laughs> You're so mad. And, and, and I mean, I, I'm trying to make sure that I don't get anybody mad at me. I'm trying to play, because I have to be vocal the whole time. Uh-huh. I can't just sit quiet in the corner, because I have a podcast. <laughs> Not that I would, anyways. <laughs> well, Angela's doing a good job at explaining things that we see and making them vocalized. She's she did a good. She did a great job. Good job. Good job. <laughs> but let's see. Let's see uh, if if I continue this trend. Here we go. New places. Can one of them please be dropped? This is this is amazing. This is the best one for I think for Sons of Anarchy. It's the local Irish pub. You can spend four times one dollar to get a gun. It's a lot of guns. And the hairy dog is our last normal location. Sell a gun for $3 twice or spend a dollar for a contraband three times. So if you go here and exploit that, then you can spend you can spend all those guns for $3 a piece. See how fast? And you get an extra dollar every time you do it. Because I'm going to be rich. Do you realize how fast you could make a ton of money? Okay. Why? Do you still have the patch? Yes, I do. Come on. Nicole's going to steal it here in a second. Don't worry. <laughs> now, I don't even know why I'm helping her that much. I don't know. How long have I been trying to steal this patch? And so far it's gone <laughs> from her to you, and I still don't have it. You got beat up too much, okay? You couldn't enforce, like, your, you couldn't, like, enforce your will on anybody or force it on anybody. Because I'm so little, I can't even get on the bike to get anywhere. No, I'm, I'm just telling kidding. you. <laughs> Lynn Syndicate never rode motorcycles either. No, I don't think so. <laughs> But listen to this, though. Sons of Anarchy gets the biggest break in the whole game because they yeah. are they are a gun 
dealing organization. Yes. And they get bonus money. Remember, to win this game, you have to have the most money. Money. So out comes the buy tons of guns for no money, and right next to it comes out the sell all your guns for tons of money. And if you're the Sons of Anarchy, you, you get, get extra money. money. At this point, I'm like going, great. Angela's yeah, probably going to take this game. You just told her how to win. I, I, I just like I might as well just point this out because I'd be a jerk if I don't. And well, especially since you were just a jerk to Billy and didn't point out that other card. He didn't lose so, any guys. I no, pointed but, I it mean, out in time. Well, I well I did. Nobody lost was, any. any but members. you you took note from that and said, "Oh, I'll be nice in advance this time." So I'm just telling you, I I, <laughs> I, I hope everybody appreciates the fact that I that I helped them but you're as such much a nice guy. as I possibly could. I want to use my turn to issue an order to spend one dollar to get one gun. Whoa. Okay. You. All right. Do you want to say something? I, no, I'm, I'm just okay. gonna, <laughs> Just going to sit here. All right, here we go. What? What do you want to say? Here's what I'm going to say. I'm throwing down at the Devil's Tribe brothel. And I make Whoa. a free phone call. Oh. Because I don't have to spend money or spend calls. <laughs> Tokens when I make a call. Angela, you got to call somebody in? No, oh, thank you. All right. You're just going to sacrifice half, half sack? What else am I going to do? Am I going to take my four right. guys? Are we doing left? guns? I don't think I should take my last guy. Um, You're going to get someone well, arrested? Well, we have to do guns, right? <laughs> no, we don't. And remember, when you do, you get a heat. And... <laughs> Okay. But if I do a gun, one of your guys got it. Per gun, per guy dies. They go to the right. emergency room, okay. yes. You ready? Ready? Go. I did none. <laughs> I All right. Die. So you have one, and I have two, four, six, seven, eight. You lose automatically and go back to your clubhouse. Bye, Felicia. And I get to take the action right now, and I do it both times. Badoom and badoom. So I get a dollar... A contraband, and I get a patch in. What happened? Didn't I lose a heat in another one to somebody? Did they get to do that? All you remember. guys have to do is matter. set off an A bomb at the brothel, and you'll kill the entire Niner game. <laughs> <laughs> <And> an A bomb. <laughs> That'd be fine. Oh no, it's not. Okay, so yeah, I, I chased her out of the brothel. Yeah. Did you hear her little evil laugh there too? <laughs> Like oh, that was when she was realizing just how powerful guns were on the yeah. second iteration. She yeah. was she was realizing this this might change how she thinks about stuff the rest of the <laughs> game. But I drew first blood against her, so there might be a retaliation. That could be, and that could have been a mistake. But let's you know, I'm going to try to make been. up for it. I mean, really, am okay. Okay. Skim allows you to take uh, the contraband for free. There's no cost for skimming items. That's true. Oh. Steal is you take the cash, contraband, or guns from a rival gang. If the gang you're trying to steal from doesn't have enough of the items, you and only you may look behind their blind at their hidden ass assets and assess their strength. Well, that's rude. And there is a swap. Oh, we do swap all the time. Trays, men, sell. Okay, that's the only that's the only update I have. Oh, and you only get one cash. <laughs> Which is how I thought it read. Okay, so we got to go back in <laughs> so time. Rich. So we know we know who you did can what. Smoke if you need to, it's still the same turn, and we know who did what. So the Mayans got three dollars. You should give it back and point at somebody else at the table and take three dollars from them. 
What if I didn't have three dollars back then? Or you can just have that person put three dollars in the cage. <laughs> you want it? You want to take it from me? You know, you want to take it from her? Is she doing good? I don't have no clue. Do you not remember me saying Fred wins all the time? Kill him. I think so we should put this in the play next. Shouldn't we put this in play next round? No, we should do it right no. now. No. You want to take mine? Sure. Okay. I'll, I'll totally be the you one who gets... You can take Angela's. I'm just saying, Fred's going to win. Wow. The campaign to stop Fred winning continues, Nicole. Yes. Shame on it's you. my goal in life. Unbelievable. Probably shouldn't be, though, since I'm kind of attached to you. Well, right in front of me, win, like... I win. And, and here I am. I'm, I'm convincing Billy to steal money from me instead of from Angela. Right? That's yeah. Like, so I think I make up for it immediately for that little just get out of the way at the brothel by, you know, which I didn't even use guns at. Yeah. And and just kind of say, okay, steal money from me, not from Angela, right? Yeah. You'd think that... You're encouraging him to do the right thing. See? I mean, you'd <laughs> almost think I don't care about this game. Now, Billy, it turns out, is not ready, you know, to, to give up pressure on you in this round. <clears throat> and actually chases you out of the cutting bag. Yeah. And then this happens. All right, I'm doing a uh, throwdown. Throwdown at the hairy dog. And I call in these guys automatically. I feel like... I have the entire Niner gang at the hairy dog right now. You actually do, don't you? Um, Look at them all. <laughs> Sitting there all <laughs> Like purple. weeds. I'm at 11. They're like purple weeds. I am at 11 right now. Two, four, six, eight, nine, ten. So I could get to 10 if I called everybody in. Let's do it. You got to spend a token per location. So you have to spend two in order to go all in. Okay. Oh. Wow. This is hardcore. I'm ready, Fred. All right. You didn't even grab anything. I saw you. Oh, I wonder. <laughs> He says, oh. She's, much, she's not much for a poker face. <laughs> Are we doing this? I'd like to, but I don't want to grab anything either if you're not grabbing anything. <laughs> oh my god, you went in for how many guns? Five. Holy crap. I don't even know if I could do it. Five guns and you have two. I was, I was one ahead and I put in six more points at 17 and you have 15 plus... You had 10, so you're at 25. No, I had more than 10, right? Two, had, four, six, six, eight, nine, ten. No, you're right. I'm sorry. 10. So you had 25, and I'm at 17. I can't equal it. So I actually get chased off, and you kill five of my guys go to the hospital. Champion. But two no, of you your guys. No, you go to the guy, ER. You're not even getting Two of your guys hospital. go to the ER, too. That's cool. That's cool. And you get to exploit that space. That's cool. That's really, really actually pretty cool because... So these are all gone, right? Because yes. that counted in the yeah. fight. All of them go away. Yeah, we're good to keep them. Oh, that was huge. That was huge. I like that a lot. So now I finally get to do what I've been wanting to do. So for two of those, oh, this is bad. I get six plus my extra dollar. So I need seven. Seven dollars. Dollars. Oh my god. Man, that felt good, Fred. Thank oh. you for allowing me <laughs> to take out your one niners. Oh my god, that's so bad. Ooh. You told me to go after him, didn't you, Nicole? Yes, I did. I'm proud of you. Do you feel? I know, oh, yeah. but I mean, you can shut me down for the rest of the game right now. Okay, right now... You can just go upstairs to bed. I think the tides have turned, and we might have to attack Billy a little. It's Nicole's turn. What is it, girls or versus Angela. boys? 
We're gonna attack Angela. Oh, you need to attack Billy. Attack Angela. <laughs> the, you, you have no the idea. Your turn, Nicole. <laughs> Your um, turn. Jeez. So this is an all-in. Yeah. Now, I explained how much guns are worth earlier. Mm-hmm. She's got the ability to make $7 per turn, which is a ton of a money ton off of, money of guns. Is. Yeah. And she just threw five of them into into a fight with me. Yeah. So that would have been $14 plus another gun. Four. So Yeah. Like 18 bucks that she just threw away. $18. Remember that. But she would have had to have the turns with no one there in order to even be able to do it. She Just remember that when the end of the game totals come. (laughs) (laughs) But she completely devastates me. And you can hear at the end of this clip that I'm I'm struggling. I'm racking my brain because I haven't... I mean, this is the first time we played this game. Yeah. And so I'm racking my brain like, am I devastated? Am I going to be able to make a comeback? Yeah. And so then we add insult to injury, don't we? (laughs) <laughs> because, Nicole, you start urging Angela to block the hospital space. Well, I wasn't urging. I was just no, informing you her No, you actually say, oh, go options. to the hospital space. You can totally stop him from getting his gang back. That's you true. say that I know. in the game. I know. Because if you go to the hospital space, you can avoid that, that 50-50 chance. And you can just... And just pull all your gang you, back yeah. out back to your clubhouse. It shows you care. It gives them the uh, motivation to pull through. Well, and Angela follows your advice with this. See, if you send me to jail, you can take my guy out automatically, but you will not be able to do that space, and your guys are going to get rolled against. Okay. You're okay with that? Yeah. God dang. I want to use my action here. To use the opportunity, which the opportunity is to choose any gang to gain two heats. The two heats is Fred throwing his heats directly in my oh eyeball. Oh my god. No, you have to gain two heats, not lose two. No, I gained two, which would have gained me all the way up to here, which means I go back down to one and I lose my guy. Yes, okay, so... So my entire gang is now on the chopping block and I may die. Which would have happened if I had been down here, too, because you would have taken me on and called everybody in and well, easily outgunned me. If you wouldn't have been doing so well, I wouldn't have had <laughs> to go after you. well. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, you have two more actions, sir. I know. I have nothing I can do. I pass both times. Oh, yeah, I can recruit twice. There you go. I was going to say, dang, recruit, he's given up. <laughs> I recruit once. It doesn't matter. I'm going to recruit twice. So <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm not out of the game yet. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Reset. That's right. She completely focuses because she's got dominance on the table and she completely focuses once she wins that first battle, which -hmm. which is a lesson learned for me in this game. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. No. Don't call your entire gang to one throwdown because someone's likely to throw every gun they have just to devastate you. Just to annoy you. Now, the good news (laughs) is, is there's not really player elimination in this game. No. Because you can use your actions to recruit guys in, so it's not that devastating. I mean, yeah, it's still fairly yeah. devastating. Well, but. at your base, like on, on my base card, I think it said I got three actions every turn if I had zero members. Mm-hmm. And so if I had used all three of those actions, I would get three new members and to be able to come in the next, next round to start doing stuff again. Mm-hmm. Now, Angela focuses completely on finishing me off. She does. She does everything in her power to try to stop my gang completely, like completely stomp me into the ground, you know? (laughs) 
And I'm trying really hard at this point because, I mean, when someone's just kicking you and kicking you and kicking you, I'm trying hard not to, like, to lose it. And she just keeps, like, gloating this fact in my face. And you'll hear this. This happens the rest of the game. She never stops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> now, I'm trying to figure out how to get back in the game. And then I roll for my guys at the end of the round. And I lose three of five guys. Mm-hmm. I'm, I end the turn with my two recruits I did with my last two actions and two of my guys that went to jail. So now I have four guys. Mm-hmm. So that's actually not that bad. Yeah, Mr. Now, Complainer. Well, here's the thing. Billy continues to be uncontested for the next couple of rounds with me endlessly begging someone to challenge him. I keep telling everyone, I, Billy's doing too good. Billy's doing too good. Billy's I supported doing too good. you. Sort of. I told, I told her to go after him, and I tried to tell him to go after her. I don't think he was listening. Yeah. Well, this this brings us to, I mean, we are at the last round of the game, okay? Mm-hmm. And this happens. Actually, what I'd like to do is start a fight at the hairy dog. Whoa. Okay. So, are you calling? <laughs> so, currently at the hairy dog, I have one member, and the Mayans have one member. That's a fight. You have yeah. to call in backup if you want. So, do I choose backup first, or yes. does he? Yeah, it's call for backup. I think it's I think it's always in the order of the person who starts the fight versus the. Yeah, other if we've been person. doing this wrong, this is gonna oh, yeah. suck. We have rule check. <coughs> Jingle. Da, 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 da. I know we gotta call for one. backup in patch order. Yeah. First statement they make under call for backup. Do you call for backup? I do. Okay. One, and I have to use one action. One to action do so. per mm-hmm. location that you decide to call backup from. I'm calling for backup from your clubhouse. My clubhouse, which equals one member and three prospects. Two members and three prospects. Oh, she had a member well, there. Also. Oh, from yeah, here. Right. Yeah. So now you got. Yeah. She's up to seven. Mayans, what would you like to do? Just so you know, Billy, she's at seven. Just so you know, I'm I'm out for you because they're calling me out for not going after you. So this is it. <laughs> the last turn. It's on. You're calling in. Oh, my. <gasps> oh, my not God. all of them. Leave somebody there. That's not on my agenda. <laughs> She's going to get it. She's going to do stuff. Things are going to happen. Billy's called for backup, and he's in for nine points right now. Nine to seven. Nine to seven. Choose how many guns you guys decide to ante. <laughs> we just looked at each other like, let's God. do this. It's got to be oh, a bloodbath. <laughs> I had no idea that these fights Cheers. were going to be so bloody. Okay, <laughs> reveal. Oh, whoa! Two! Wins. No, not yet, because we still roll. Oh, I know. Roll. So now... He said dice. So now he's up two, so you have to defeat his dice roll by over two. So whatever he rolls, I have to get two more. Right. Yes. He get has serious. to roll terrible. You got a four, you got a three. You actually both lose two guys to the emergency room. And you get chased out. You lose the patch to him. Oh. And he gets to automatically exploit the space if he wants to. I'll move so, these guys for you. Hold on. He gets, yeah, he moved to over these there. These guys go back to your clubhouse. Okay. And you get to exploit the hairy dog now. <laughs> and there's not a bonus on there, is there? No, there's not a bonus. No, it's an or. Right. No. Yeah. Are you selling guns? Are you, are you spending money you to spending get money contraband? For contraband. Yeah, we're going to sell two guns to get six. Wow. He's going to win. I really thought. <laughs> I really thought. <laughs> you, were, you thought you were going to win without five guns? 
<laughs> that was rude. Give, oh, and give Billy the patch since, so he can feel like he's honored. <laughs> Dang. See, I mean, <clears throat> Angela finally feels the sting of a serious one because the only only throwdown she had lost was one where she didn't try. She yeah. had one prospect and was like, I'm not going to give up all my other actions to do this fight right now. Yeah, and it was just a, she just went back to her clubhouse or something. But she's only doing this fight because I've been goading her for like 30 plus minutes to fight somebody else. Other, well, other than me or you, which leaves Billy. Yeah. And she finally does it. I mean, finally. Th- there you go. Good job. When, when not much is on the line <laughs> at that point. But at least it was close. But you think this cooled her off? Probably not. I doubt it. Because I think that. This is the biggest hurrahs yet to come, isn't it? I'm going to ride to here. I don't know. To the cutting bag? Yeah, why not? All right. You can swap for contraband if you have guns back there and sell contraband in the, in the black market. I could. If you exploit that space. Nicole. I'm <coughs> going to ride. Okay. Where do you ride to? To the cutting bag. Are we getting bad, ready for one final throwdown? That was down? rude. <laughs> well, I think we're getting oh, ready for yeah, one get final throwdown. There you go. Well, Sorry. Billy still has his, and he's over there thinking. He That's he's a cerebral good. player. He's thinking about a throwdown. Oh oh, oh 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 my God! Where are you at, Fred? I can't move. The Niners are out. Pope's dead. <laughs> And I'll go ahead and order a throwdown. Oh! Wait, you can't do that. Yeah, you can. can. Do it at any time. Yep. This is my special power. That's his, pow- that's his special powers. Okay, so when we do a throwdown, what do we get to do? You can use... A, First, a we get to call for backup. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to call for backup. Wait, well, it goes, goes to the left. Yeah, he calls for backup first. Yeah. No, it goes in patch order. Yes, yeah, so you're first. I'm, I'm going to call for backup. Oh, okay. Hello, backup, please. <laughs> Hello, can I get some pizza? There we go. Are you speaking like an Asian person? No, I was not. Hello. Does that sound Asian? <laughs> A little it's like bit. Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Hello. I'm going to call for backup. Holy crap! A doodle. He is. Is that all to, of them? Did you want that guy too? You got to take all of them. You're leaving him. Oh. You don't have to take all. Oh, that's all from the same spot. So yeah. We're Hold still on, we're gathering backup. Look at what. Look at what's going on right now. I'm pretty sure it's Billy. <laughs> okay. So, what are your guys' bonuses? Hold on, I'm still calling for backup. Okay. So you can throw as many tokens as you want to call from any different locations that have people on them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but Nicole, you're okay. done, right? Yeah, but you're I'm supposed good. to you're supposed to technically do it once. Like they call for backup. I did do. You call from like three different locations, and you call right. And then he went, and then Angela's going. Okay. Okay. And now guns. Now, yes. Now everybody has to randomly do guns. Billy's <coughs> about to. Do kill. I even have a chance? What are we at here? He's yeah, got tell, two, can you tell four, us? six. If you have eight, five ten, guns in your hand, you 12. always have a chance. That's what we know. Okay. He's still bitter. He's got 12. Five guns will give you a pretty good chance. Six, seven. So you're five ahead of me. And two, four, six. He's at 13. No. Angela's at 12. Or sorry, he's at seven. What? I'm black, so I'm at seven. He's got 10, 11, 12, 13. He's got that many there? Oh, God, I didn't see that guy. He's He's at 13. Angela's at seven. seven. And you're at seven. 
So you guys have to make up a six-point difference in order to be even up. Okay. <gasps> oh, don't knock things over. Okay. Show off. <laughs> I got All your right. seven points right here. Okay, reveal guns. Oh, I just flung that. <laughs> don't fling guns. Okay. I think he's pretty much one. <laughs> Billy is six up on you, Nicole, so you can't equal him. He's over that for Angela. Because you guys were tied at seven. He was six points ahead of you, so neither one of you can beat him. He automatically beats you, but he kills two guys total. He gets to pick which gang he wants them to come from. Which guys do you want to send to the emergency room? Oh, that was mean. He gets to pick up. Yes, you get to pick both of them. Well, no, he gets he gets to pick which gang they come from. Oh, which gang they come from? You can pick both her, and she'll have to put a prospect and that other member in. Yeah. Okay. These go back to your clubhouse. Okay. These go back to your. Which in the end, none of this matters. And you get to exploit this space now. He doesn't have any tokens. I don't have any more tokens left. So he can't explode it. Oh, explode yeah, can't. it. No yep. explosions. So no, no explosions. Everybody lost their guns too, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. hey, that's all over. How many tokens do we have left I in got the game? One. one? Ooh, Nicole's Nicole. last turn. Mm-hmm. Do what something do do? fabulous, dear. Can I do anything? I don't know, but your screen is sitting on your pile of cash. Oh, <laughs> Literally, I just have one dollar. Money's out. It's a dollar. Does she have a lot? That's all it was is a dollar. I think I saw like three little dollars sticking out. That's about what I have. Three bucks. So. It looks like little Barbie doll money. I think she's got a lot. <laughs> Nicole, what do you My do? My prospects don't get me anything, so... No? What are you going to do? That was a huge fight at the cutting bag for nothing. Oh. Do you realize that? <laughs> that was just like to run them out of tokens so they couldn't keep making money, wasn't well, it? Well, I have a that token. Was a good, that was his okay. entire idea. That was his strategy the whole time. Rude. Because they outplayed. Rude. They outplayed Amen. Contraband. Amen, yeah. Lynn. And if I Lynn. run them out. Amen. And they don't <laughs> they get it. Well, I will pass. I will sit tight. All right. Passes to Billy. So Billy had no intention of actually exploiting this space. No. His only idea was he knew you were going to go there, so he put his guys there, and he just forced all of you to do massive Mm call-ins so that you would waste all your action tokens and not be able to do anything. He actually just sort of wasted the, the, like, latter's, you know, quarter or so of his turn. Just so that we couldn't do Just to run you guys out. Yeah. Which was hilarious. Ugh. I thought that was funny. And that's the biggest throwdown of the game right there, too. And it's happening at the last round. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a three-way throwdown. It it really just blows up. Everybody throws all their resources in and Mm -hmm. blows all their action tokens. It was amazing. Of course, I was already out of actions because my gang numbers never really recovered in this game, did they? No. But uh, let's just hear how this whole bloodbath ends. This is the end of the game. I have ten dollars. I beat you. It doesn't matter, Fred, because I beat you during the game. Sweet vindication. Sweet vindication. Look at those. Oh, Nicole, look at your railroad over there. How many do you have? I gotta beat Nicole. I gotta beat Nicole. Forty. Billy has forty. Oh, Fred still won. I am gonna. If Fred wins, he did. He won. It's over. He won. Look at it. No, I don't think he did. Maybe he didn't. Twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, thirty-six, What? What is this game? I was at 37. What is this game? He gets different cards every time. Every time he wins. 37 to 40. I was second. I was third. Oh my god. Nobody cares what I was. You had a lot of guns. You You were were very angry. so trigger happy. So, the quiet Mayan 
rising from the ashes. I kept telling you Billy's in the lead yeah, from the second that. turn because nobody was contesting him. It's probably really like it mattered that much. I mean, <sighs> we didn't have to. You were just, if we'd have gone after him, you would have won. And Here's no one the funny that. thing is that I will and say. No one I will say, no matter how mad I got when she took out over half my gang, that was glorious. I still was making almost as much money the next turn, and just kind of cooled off like instantly. Like, oh, I'm still making money. I feel like I'm good. I made like as long no as I keep getting contraband that. and selling well, contraband will... and getting contraband and selling it, I'm still doing good. Yeah. I will say that bringing five guns to a fight made me a little gun happy, but and only... I stopped focusing on the end goal of making money, and all I wanted to do was take you, rub you into the ground. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, she's pretty mean, isn't she? So this is something that dawned on me, though, as I even played that clip. Way back in the middle of this game, when I insisted that Billy take my money instead of Angela, that's mm-hmm. the moment I lost the game. Mm-hmm. That was $3 he took from me mm-hmm. that I would have had back, and I had the patch at the end of the game, which was the first tiebreaker. And so you would have won. So my kindness lost me the game. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. But uh, congratulations, Billy. Yeah, good you, job. I mean, you played a good game and you were able to tr- somehow, you know, you know the secret to keeping your wife away from, you know, using guns on you to the last <laughs> minute. <laughs> I guess that's important to every marriage. So <laughs> it does help. <laughs> so, Nicole, what do you like about Sons of Anarchy? I like that uh, there's a lot of variety to it. Um, the game that we played would not be the next game that we play when we play it again because it's got uh, all the different spots and they're randomized every time. Yeah. Plus, you've got the random cards that come out in addition to the locations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the diversity of the game. Yeah. It's, so, I mean, there is lots of replay to this game. Absolutely. Lots of replay to I mean, it. And the game the game itself, it's, it's fairly simple. Once mm-hmm. you get rolling on it, it's not that bad. You're using, you know, your turn, you know, your little order tokens and your little guys, and you're just moving around and taking actions. Mm-hmm. And what I like about that is that the turns, like individual turns, even though the rounds are long, mm-hmm. individual turns are not. Yeah, so you just, feel engaged. It's just going bop, bop, bop around the table, you know, constantly. Yeah, there was never a time in this <clears throat> game when I felt like, okay, let me get out my cell phone. What's going on in the world? Because yeah. this isn't happening. Now, <clears throat> I did like how fast the combat resolution played out, too. It seems complex, but it's not. It's not complex. I mean, it, I think it takes. I don't. Th- I wouldn't say it's necessarily quick because there's a lot of planning to it and yeah. kind of, you know, ruffling your feathers to to freak out the other guys. Yeah. Um. So I don't think but it's necessarily I liked that. quick. I liked that sort of threatening aspect. Yeah. Yeah. It made it really feel like you had control over this randomness. Yeah. You know. Yes, it all comes down to a dice roll in the end. But you can actually. We had. We showed it a few times think- where the die never even came into the the game. I know the dog wants back in. She can hold on a second. <laughs> um, but many times the dice the dice roll never ha- even happened because between, you know, yeah. calling in your prospects and calling in your, your members yeah. and planning your guns, you never even got to the die roll. Yeah. And then if you did get to the die roll, then, of course, there's that luck bit. Which, um, I mean, it's I, I just like it. It's like a bluff thing, but it's like, it's, yeah. like you're, it's like you're puffing up your chest in front of somebody. Mm-hmm. It feels like a gang fight or like mm-hmm. a street fight. Well, where somebody's somebody pops up their chest like, look, really I got my die. whole crew, and they're like, yeah, I just called in my whole crew. Mm-hmm. And you're like, really? My what whole kind, crew what you, brought in brought in knives. Well, mine brought in guns. I brought in a no bunch knives. of weapons. You know? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I, really I, I like that. I think it's really cool. And I think that this uh, 
does a pretty good job of capturing the show. Mm-hmm. And I think it does it through not only just like the locations and stuff and, and of course, the theme that's like implied with uh, powers and contraband and guns. Mm-hmm. But I just think overall it really feels like you're trying to manage this gang business just like they do on the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is Are something... you going to patch in at the right times? Yeah. Are those guys even going to bother helping you? And this is something Gale Force 9, I think, does really well. Yeah. Which is the company that, that does this. They also do uh, Spartacus, which we haven't played yet. But I've played well, Firefly, played. and it, it, it felt pretty good, too. Yeah. I've heard good things. <clears throat> I've gotten to play that when you played it without me. Now, what what are your dislikes about this game? Um, It's definitely not for all ages. <laughs> That's for sure. Which is unfortunate, because I think the game itself is a lot of fun. Um, I, I like the mechanics of it. I liked, you know, the bit of conflict. And I think, I think if you were able to kind of take the same game and change the theme a little bit and make it a little more kid-friendly. Mm-hmm. You might have another really good game on your hands, but I would not recommend it for families at all. No. Yeah. Adults only. Yeah. Period. Just, I mean, just the locations themselves. I mean, <clears throat> you're going to a brothel. I mean, come on. Yeah. You're going to the liquor store. It's not, it's not going to be for kids. So. Yeah. Now, I think that uh, the tiles are probably one of my biggest contentions in the game because uh, certain people's powers will be helped by certain tiles. So the wrong draw of tiles could cripple one gang and completely boost another gang. Like if I, if I don't have any way to get contraband as the one niners, mm-hmm. I, and, and cause I start the game and I pick the gang before I know what tiles are even available. I may be absolutely crippled in the game and never get contraband and have my powers just completely wasted. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't really have any way to get contraband either, though. I mean, I didn't even start with any at the beginning of the yeah. game with Lynn Syndicate. I came, I <clears throat> had money and guns, and that was it. Yeah, see, and I think Lynn Syndicate's big power is to reduce heat. They can pay a dollar and reduce your heat by one. So you know what they're supposed to do? Certain tiles will create heat. The heat isn't just generated by guns. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a tile that if you use that or exploit that, you automatically get heat. Right. Well, most people don't do that because they can't afford to get heat. But Lynn Syndicate could, and usually the payout on those is higher. I think for our game, though, that came in late enough in the game yeah. that it really still wasn't very beneficial for me because yeah. there were too many members on the table. There were too many gang members out already. Well, you got devastated before you could even start getting a foothold. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, but, I, just, uh, I just got my booty handed to me. The game can swing pretty fast, and it is pretty easy if you if you win like an all-in situation. Mm-hmm. Someone can, just like Angela did, just completely stomp you out of the game and shut you down if they want to. If they want to put forth, I mean, so there is a bit of like of king making that can happen. Yeah, but you say that and yet you and Billy were were way ahead of us. Yeah. And she had nothing going on with money. Mm -hmm. And I did far better than I would have ever guessed at the beginning, you know, based on how how quickly I got beat down. Yeah. I still had thirty dollars. She only had ten. Yeah. I don't think it's I I don't think it's quite as devastating as as you think it could be, but it is possible. I mean, if she had spent the next turn just purposely taking me out and stopping me, Mm -hmm. she could have completely shut me down. I would have lost the game if she had done it another turn. I don't know if that's necessarily true because you still were you had enough of the other contraband built up and stuff that you were able to get money and guns. And I, I don't know. Kind of. I think it, I think it has a way of kind of balancing yeah. itself out in the end if you try and choose the right path. Well, and, If you're just going to attack <laughs> and waste all your guns, well, and you're one, probably going to lose. One more thing about the, the gun thing. I don't know if it would help or not, but in the throwdowns, 
I still feel like maybe that there should have been a mechanic that if you rolled your die and you hit your sixth spot, you could still win. So that you could throw all the guns at it you want, but you still might not win. But I don't know if that's really fair to the person spending all those guns. Oh, you're saying if you if you just roll a six, you win by default? Yeah. Eh, or maybe no, it, more, maybe it like equals that. a tie or something at the end. I don't know. No, I think it was just I think it was fun that they had yeah. each each uh, gang's little logo on their die. Yeah. I thought that was fun, but I yeah. didn't need that to really mean anything more. Yeah. The only thing that, you know that maybe they could have done with that is incorporate that die roll into something, and maybe there are is a tile on there where you do have to roll a die or mm-hmm. something. That's the only other thing I could think of. Um, and then if you get your special, you like double the bonus or... I didn't see anything like that. Yeah, but... that that might have been something that they could have added just yeah. because they did customize the dice mm-hmm. so specifically for the game. Yeah. Um, but I didn't feel like it detracted. Okay. So so uh, how hard do you think this is to teach a non-gamer? I, I, you know, I think... It took us about 30 minutes with those two. Yeah, but we were goofing around and stuff too. So, mm-hmm. And we did have, do a lot of rule uh, clarification throughout the game, and mm-hmm. we cut a lot of that out. Um, we actually had an ongoing joke through the whole thing where we kept teasing Fred saying he needed to write a jingle for every time we have to do a rule check. Never going to happen. I know, I know it's never going to happen, but <laughs> we, we still want to, you know, if enough of you write in and say, but Fred, we would love a rule check jingle. Absolutely not. Do it anyhow. Just if you want them to sit in. Yeah, you, could, you can do that, but the answer is no. <laughs> oh, so you can, God. You, can, you can waste your time and on And there goes our audience. Thanks, Fred. Thanks <laughs> I'm telling you the answer us. up front. The answer is no. Maybe I can talk them into it. But anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> Doug Conant, stop. Um, <laughs> I, I think probably a th- Why can't I do a three and a half? Um, I'll say a three. Yeah. I think a three. I think so, too. I think it's a solid three to teach. I think it's, it's, not, it's not quite entry level, but it's no. not out of your grasp. No, because once you get that they, order, and they've got really good reference yeah. uh, written into the game. Like, it tells you the turn orders, and, and I think that part helps tremendously. Yeah, and this is a game they sold, like, at Target, and we got ours from uh, Barnes & Noble's sale, clearance sale. Exactly. So don't go there now. It's not there. No. But, uh, <laughs> but I think Target might still have it. Maybe. But it's it's definitely a, a level up from, from a game, you know, an entry-level game. Yeah. For sure. Um, so what do you rate this game? I really enjoyed it. It's it would for me. I think it would be a five, except that the theme limits that. So oh. I'm going to give it a four. Um, but if if you did it just solely on gameplay, I liked it enough to give it a five. Yeah. See, um, I think, but the theme brings it to a four. Personally, it's a three. Really? Yeah. I think it's okay. I think I think it does what it does pretty well, and I think it does capture the spirit of the game. I think that it's a little too head to head and not enough strategy oh, I because like you that. start to formulate your strategy, and all someone has to do is just play one order token, and now you have to do a, a, a throwdown, and now you do this throwdown, and somebody can just have collected guns and not have any kind of just be whimsical the whole time, and all of a sudden they can you know devastate you for a turn, you know, even though your strategy is sound. I don't know. I, I kind of enjoyed that. And, and despite the fact Maybe that I was just getting too much beaten chaos. down. Well, you don't like, you know, being targeted anyway. I mean. I do if the game is like that. But if someone has the choice of whether or not to do it and they do it to me just out of spite, it kind of goes, makes me go, ugh. This game, I don't know. I don't necessarily mind it. I think it was in the, I think it was in the spirit of the game. Yeah. And so it didn't bother me at all. I don't know. I mean, I know I acted all grouchy and I'm going to tell you that, that but, twice during this game. Nicole once and and me as well felt completely stepped on and abused. Well, yeah, absolutely. We, I, mean, I was down to like one to, member, and and two into the fashion that it's almost like Walter White again. 
where where Walter White could could make that money and not murder people, but if he could make just a little bit more, he'd murder everybody. So you're saying that they could have made the money without murdering us, but well, I mean, it's testament instead they decided to murder us. It's testament to the theme, <laughs> and it's also testament how I feel about those people. See, and I, I mean, I hate those people, but I don't feel quite as strongly as you do, so yeah. maybe that's why our opinions are what they are. So mine's a three, because you basically are going to play a gray area person that's just despicable So Okay, so, but the gameplay <laughs> itself without the theme... Would would that have increased your rating? Gameplay without the theme? Mm-hmm. Like if they if they were able to somehow put a different theme no, on this? No, absolutely not. The theme really? fits the game perfectly. Okay. That that's that's why it's a three. I know, I know the game. It'd be fits. a two if it didn't have that. Oh wow, okay. But I liked it. I liked it. Okay, I'll play it again. It's not like it's off the table. It's I'll definitely oh, play I it definitely again. But it, it again. it's not my favorite game for sure. Oh, I definitely want to play uh, it again. That's Sons of Anarchy, and Nicole. Someone actually wrote us this week again. Yay! <laughs> Well, Nicole, this week we got a question from Jay, and Jay asked, I just wanted to know, uh, (laughs) if the two of you, which one of you lean uh, more towards competitive games or cooperative games and why? He says, I know Fred will lean towards competitive because he seems to win a lot. (laughs) I I still feel like that's a myth. <laughs> but everyone's assuring me that it's true. Oh, it's true. Oh, okay. Well, so I'm going to let that part slide. But <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, it's I I really like an adventure game. I really do, and I like it. I like cooperative adventure games. Mm-hmm. But I'm not against being the dungeon master or gamekeeper role. I'm totally okay with that, and and sort of like mildly torturing people, but not. Not sadistically, you know? Well, what about just flat-out competitive, me against you? Uh, it depends on the game. It's got to be very strategically sound. If if it's chaos, I usually don't like competitive games where it's just like you're rolling a die, I roll a die, and if you roll the best number, then you win. Yeah. Because a lot of it kind of boils back to that, you know? So there's got to be very sound strategy around that for me to like a competitive game. It's true. So if I were to say, okay... Go pick a game right now. Would you go pick a competitive game or a cooperative game right For now? For you and I, I would probably pick something competitive. Okay. And then for a group? Probably depends on the group, but probably cooperative. Hmm. See, I'm kind of, I almost feel the opposite on that. You want to work together with me, but with you want to fight everybody else? You know, I, I feel like, <laughs> here's the thing. If there's more people involved, yeah. I think that competitive is a lot more fun because, I mean... Yes, everybody may gang up on one person, mm-hmm. um, but it usually is there's a story behind it. Yeah. There's, you know, whatever. Um, or it's just that we're ganging up against you because that's what we do. Yeah. But I think that's kind of fun. But if it's just the two of us playing, I don't want to necessarily attack you. Like like Resident Evil that we played, that was kind of a, a good example. There was on one of the things that we uh, – one of the five, there was a card that specifically said you were uh, – attacking the other person directly. 
like not just trying to win based on I get more zombie kills than you do, but specifically attacking you. Mm-hmm. Neither one of us bought a single one of those cards. Yeah. You know, because it was just too mean. It was that over-the-top mean. Yeah. I don't need to be over-the-top mean. Competitive is one thing, but over-the-top, uh-uh. But if there's a group and I can be over-the-top mean, that's hysterical. And I love yeah. that. Like, I love the five guns against you and Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> I think that's, I think it's funny. It was awesome. <laughs> it's it's going to make up for a legendary moment. We're not going to forget about that game for a long, long time. Well, here's the deal. I say... That more than often than not, I will pick a competitive game. And here's why. I think it's a lot harder for someone to make a game good when it's cooperative. I think cooperative usually involves a lot of chaos. Mm-hmm. A lot. And it's you do kind of feel burned by it. Like, for instance, my opinion of ghost stories is really poor. Mm-hmm. Because the the high level of chaos versus control... Is, is really out of balance, and it just doesn't feel like I'm playing a game. Whereas, what about, like, Pandemic? <clears throat> well, or... like, for instance, Through the Desert, mm-hmm. I think has a really good balance of chaos and control. Because I can see decisions I could have made a couple turns ago that would have changed this, even though it, you know, the storm turned right instead of left. You know, I made my gamble, and I, and I stick with it. Through the Desert? You're talking Forbidden Desert. Forbidden Desert, sorry. Not Through the Desert. Through the Desert was the camel, butter camels. We sold that game. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I think think most of the time I'll take uh, competitive because I think it's easier to make a good game in the competitive field than than cooperative. I think cooperatives, Hmm. people struggle to make, I mean, it's kind of a vogue thing, too, to make a lot of cooperative games. I just don't think in a lot of cases they work very well. But I think in specific cases they work magnificently, like, for instance, Space Cadets. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fantastic cooperative game. I cannot believe that it's it's kind of you know trailed off as much as it did and, and stopped you know being popular <coughs> because me. that game you're absolutely cooperative. I think with that one it's just because I think it's the sheer number of players because uh, it's more fun with the more players. Yeah. That's a cooperative game I would grab with a large group, and I've yeah. done it before. It, it was fun, you know. I'm gonna choke for a second. Oh. <coughs> But I think think it's easier to get a competitive game to the table and have it make sense. Mm -hmm. And cooperative ones that I I just, I will end a lot of cooperative games feeling like the balance isn't there. Like Atlantis Rising is another one that is a cooperative game that that I can actually deal with. But it's so close to that ghost stories. But I mean, it's it's almost impossible. That game's so dang hard. I just... (laughs) But it's hard in a way that you still want to try and beat it. That I don't know about. Uh, yeah. Anyhow. But yeah, so I I would say I, overall I tend towards competitive games, and especially in a one on one, I always want to compete. Hmm. I, I don't really care about cooperative games. Just you and I that most most of the time, or just Travis and I, or something. I don't know. I just I like them both, but I think I do. To I tend to lean a little more towards competitive as well. Yeah. Just because that's kind of the nature of a game, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter to me that I lose. I lose. A lot. Yeah. Um, or at least come in second or third or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But it doesn't matter. I really do enjoy the experience. And that's yeah. always what it's been about for me. So. Yeah, and I get I get more excited, you know, just, it seems like, in, this is another thing. In competitive games, there's going to be that moment, or more often, where you're, it's you or the other person or whatever. You're just about to win or just about won or whatever. And there's that excitement of, did I win? Did I win? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a little more obvious more often than not. You don't have a close call ending to 
cooperative games. True. I think a lot of times they're really prone to absolutely devastating you course, and I never not really being have, close at all. I don't have those close call endings half the time either. I do. <laughs> I know you do. I, do. I know it. But. <laughs> well, I mean, so I, I would honestly say... So we both say competitive. That's right. <laughs> and uh, we've reached the end of another episode. Mm-hmm. And we need to pull these hogs over. You know? We'd like to thank you for spending your listening hours with us again. And also, thanks to everyone who emailed us and those of you who posted views on our guild. As always, we are aware, as always, all of you listening are free to write us at Fred at Talk About Board Games or Nicole at Talk About Board Games or post comments on our website, talkaboutboardgames.com. You can join our BGG guild uh, at Talk About Board Games Guild on Board Game Geek. Uh, you can contribute to the show. I ask questions all the time on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on Twitter at TA Board Games uh, or Instagram, talk about board games, or Facebook, talk about board games. Just There's like everything else. There's a lot of ways to get in touch with us. I have us. to do a lot of typing, guys. Yes, we appreciate it. <laughs> and so, uh, hey, I also wanted to thank, we got a, a, another review on uh, iTunes. Yeah? Five stars. I'm so happy. Sweet. Yeah, so thank you for doing that. We Thanks. appreciate yeah, that, too. Yeah, like us on iTunes if you guys want to. Yeah, we, make we Nicole's day. It. And if you have constructive criticism, email us. That's the preferred <laughs> method. <laughs> now, I'm really excited, Nicole. Because this is the last episode before October. You love October. And we're actually going to have three episodes that come out in the month of October. Okay. And all three of these are going to have my favorite theme. Bunnies. No. Horror. Okay. (laughs) Starting with the next episode where Daniel, who terraformed lands with us in episode 14, is returning for a dice-chucking adventure through the city of Arkham when we play Elder Signs. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Tune in again. <laughs> I'm promoting him. I won't. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>